0: Yeah,
1: it's me Alright everybody, welcome to Midnight Mando, the Mandalorian after show Depending on when you watched it, it could be right after, it could be hours after If you're Troy, it could be a day later Uh, That's one thing I'm interested in, when everybody watches this But uh, yeah, welcome to Yes Have Some It is midnight, it is Friday This is the Wayne's World of Star Wars, that's what I like to say And boy, am I excited to talk about this episode. What was that? It
0: is like Wayne's World. We're basically in our living room. (laughs) It's all of our friends. We're having fun. It's
1: great. They were way ahead of the curve with doing uh, produced television from your home, Mm. Wayne and Garth. But man, am I excited to talk about The Mandalorian, Chapter 13, written and directed by Dave Filoni. Episode five of this season, season two. We're going to get started right now. Unbelievable episode of television. But before we get started, we got to talk about who we're talking to tonight. Abigail Gardner.
0: Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh, do you like Star Wars?
0: I love Star Wars. <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> now, this is a good time.
1: I noticed that you're sporting some new uh, garb here. What do we yes, got? Yes,
0: this is um, a Yoda T-shirt, which. Also, was worn in Step Brothers by not
1: yeah John C. Riley yeah
0: John C. Riley yeah that's the
1: one that's the one
0: I got it for my birthday this week from this guy thank happy, you happy birthday you no, I'm
1: just trying to brag, uh, Ryan Dole from Vancouver, BC how are you
2: I'm doing great how's everyone
1: doing doing well thank you for joining us Troy Benjamin you're Hi, back buddy. he's still here. I'm really-
3: I'm self-conscious being in this top left square. For all of the
4: <laughs> it's, this, this is weird. a tough square. To... You want to switch? It's <laughs> a like tough in square. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: wait. I have to look this way, right?
3: And then um, our special guest
1: tonight from ForlomToZuckus.com is the website that he runs. He is a Star Wars aficionado, toy collector, and podcaster, Jake <laughs> Stevens. How are you? Welcome to the show,
5: sir. Well, thanks for having me. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to this big time. I, uh... There we
4: go. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs>
1: Ah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Jake joined uh, Ryan and myself for Toy Anxiety a couple weeks ago, and uh, yeah. a, a bond was formed, uh, on my end at least. I can't speak for him. Uh, <laughs> Instant. Instant. <laughs> Peanut butter, jelly. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian. Before we get started, though, Abby... you're Oh, run- Mandalorian?
5: Run- yes, that's why I- we're here. I watched Discovery, the latest episode. <laughs>
4: oh, so, yeah. oh! Good, pause so this and come go. back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If
1: you guys want to talk about Star Trek, I'll I'll still try to facilitate. But we'll it's do it. Gonna- <laughs> um, Abby's running the chat. Yes. Uh, what do we got going on tonight?
0: Everyone is hanging out in the chat tonight. I want to say hey to all of you, Catherine, Julia, Ray Cameron, Jamie Knowles, uh, the whole gang's out, Brock and Jessica, and everyone's drinking sweet tea, it looks like. And <laughs> all right, sweet tea. Having a good time. Uh, everyone loved the episode. People are really excited to talk about it. This seems to, once again,
1: let's get into this. Star Wars is doing something that not only Star Wars isn't able to do often in most fandoms, they're putting out what seems to be a universally loved product. I can say the word universally. Two. It's been a long week, everybody.
0: Yes. Come on, let's go Thank on. you for being here.
4: <laughs>
1: um, so what we do every week before we get into the actual roundtable, we like to give out how many credits we want to give to this episode on a one to ten scale. And uh, Jake, you are our guest. I hate to put you on the spot because you're mid-sip. But uh, yeah, no. I got to know, how many credits did you... More sippage. I like that. <laughs> what, wait, what, we always ask, what are you actually uh, sipping on? Is that an a E&W yeah. or something along those lines? Um,
5: this is Dr. Pepper that might have a little bullet Ooh. whiskey inside. Okay. okay. Hey, on. Dr.
1: Pepper is <laughs> on point. so on brand for us. You don't yes. even know that. <laughs>
3: did
1: you pay extra for that? Uh, yeah, yes, exactly. We actually <laughs>
3: sent that to him.
1: <laughs> uh, so, Jake, we'll start with you. We got to give the credits out how many credits would you give this episode
0: mm. i agree with cat uh, 84 billion credits sounds there you go <laughs> <laughs> that Sounds 84 right. Billion,
5: yeah. Yes. yes. Um, I, I i'm going with an eight I, i've i've watched the other shows so i kind of know where you guys fall and i'm and i'm going eight i'm not i i doesn't mean there was anything that i disliked about this episode um i think from a um a directorial stance. This is only Dave Filoni's second outing. And so for me, there was a little, a little, a lot of forest in there, a little lot of forest uh, <laughs> scenes. And so maybe the pacing could have been a little different. Um, But that's about the only thing I'll say. So i think uh i i think of it as how epic it was in terms of like the first one the first one felt like i watched a three-hour movie
4: right because they went
5: to different planets and they had different adventures and different locations here they landed on a forest went to a base went back to the forest base forest. you know so that's the only reason i downgraded a little bit from being fantastic but there's so much great content in there
3: all right uh troy benjamin you're up next uh, I would give this one 10. I feel like I'm going to now set this one as the bar that I'll compare all of the rest of them to.
1: This um, is the and- light. That is the spark. That is the light. <laughs> that well, is like the Nike spark. Galaxies. Yeah,
3: that one, uh, that, that one from that one movie. Um, from that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is, uh, again, like I'm I'm going to use this now as kind of the, the litmus test, the grading on the curve. And for all the reasons that Jake mentioned, you know, the pacing and things, that's all the stuff that I loved because it felt like a, kurosawa samurai film and the slow deliberate pacing and the silences and just hearing a wind blow uh was was awesome i was i was into that so i know it's totally different from the western vibe that we've had the last few episodes so it's a little jarring but um yeah i I really dug
1: it so you're at a 10 ryan Dole.
2: um i'm taking one of their (laughs) didn't (laughs) use last he called it he
1: said as soon (laughs) as he starts (laughs) talking he was gonna go out say that again ryan sorry
2: all right, so um, I'm going to take one of the credits I didn't use last week. Yes. I'm going to apply it to this week oh. and give this 11 credits. <laughs> okay, you're breaking um, rules. Okay, there you go. I, I'm, I make my own rules. I'm I'm a I'm rogue. And so, uh, and I did that for the kind of the same reasons Troy did with the, the Kurosawa references. And on top of that, like, it was like a samurai film, but it still had like that uh, gunslinging shootout right. as well. So we got that Western plus the samurai And you could i i'm pretty sure someone's already done it i'm gonna check for this tomorrow because there's probably side-by-side comparisons you could do with yo jimbo because it had yo jimbo written all over this with some of those shots with the dust going by in the background yeah the gate right like ah there's so much good stuff and
1: i got a king kong uh, vibe from that all the entire episode uh like a skull (laughs) island kind of thing although uh I don't know. Is, is is Ahsoka the King Kong of Star Wars? Is that a take? <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, a take. A it could be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so good. There you go. Uh, Abigail.
0: That's great. Um, I gave this episode 10 credits, and I thought that it was, I mean, it may not have had the scope or as many different locations as other episodes, but I liked the desolation of the planet. I think it was called Corvus. It, it felt like... Like nobody there had any life or happiness. So you've got that, like, that need. And it's almost like a physical thing happening to the planet. Um, And I really enjoyed, obviously, the introduction to some new characters, which we're going to get into. I thought there was a lot of vital information that was learned in this episode. And I thought there was fantastic action and some female on female combat that was, like, extremely exciting to watch. Um, Yeah, I, I won't go into the spoilers yet, but this is a 10 for me.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, I'm going to go with nine, right? It's hard for me to give tens because I, I always, I'd like to think they could even do more. They could even do better. And I, and this show has really, I mean, season two has completely blown me away. I loved season one of the Mandalorian, but season two really, it feels like every week just ups the ante and, um, every episode feels different, even though there is a little bit of a formula to the show in that, uh, there's an overall arc of where he's going and to get there, it like I've, I've said this every week, but there is that video game feel of we're going to get to this new level and we're going to understand that there is going to be uh, a task at hand, new characters to meet. Um, I like that Mando he, he's kind of lost his edge in the sense that he just partners up with everybody now. Like He he's trusts everybody. He's like, oh, new Jedi, cool. Let's hang out. Let's do this. Um, well, but, he's
0: growing as a person. I think he's realizing that you can make connections with people that are worth it and then benefit.
1: When you become a father everything Everything changes. changes. I (laughs) I knew this was coming. I knew you were going to go like dads lose
5: their edge. Dads lose their edge. Fine. Yeah. He's going to have a dad bod next. Yeah. He's getting soft. He's going to trade
1: the next HasLab is going to be the Mandalorian's Ford Windstar. Uh, His recliner chair. (laughs) Um,
5: Riding mower.
1: But I want to kick it off. I I gave it a nine and a couple things that stood out to me right off, off off the top uh there was some really cool shots early in this episode and it reminded me of sam Raimi. i feel like it had to be uh Mm -hmm. there was like an evil dead inspired going through the forest uh and it and it was like
0: shots from ahsoka's perspective
1: yeah it was really cool and i think we finally figured out what the evil dead looks like it's ahsoka tana uh it's her um (laughs) The music in this episode, I mean, every episode is incredible. The composer, uh, Ludwig uh, Gornsson, Gorson, I can't say his last yeah, name, um,
4: yeah. but
1: just again, you know, bringing in different elements from previous uh, suites, uh, The little I, I could always use more Jedi theme. That's my, my rule of Star Wars is like... Any moment in life is made better mm. with the Jedi theme, um, that's but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my cowbell. Um, but uh, let, let's get the roundtable started. Uh, we'll we'll kind of go in, a, in the same order. Uh, Jake, what, what were your first thoughts uh, coming out of this episode? I think which I is was, about uh, a forty-seven minute runtime this week.
5: Yes, and I was thankful for the longer time. Um, I was so happy that they just like Dave just said, "Screw it, let's not keep this a mystery." Even for three seconds. I mean, Ahsoka's that first shot just cleaving guys in half. And that was, uh, that was a big, um, you know, cause obviously, uh, her previous incarnations have only been animated. And so they're going to downscale the violence a little bit, you know, even though Clone Wars definitely has its fair share of decent, you know, <laughs> sometimes graphic violence. But, uh, this one put that, like you said, that, that horror, edge on it just a little bit where uh, she was ruthless she was absolutely ruthless took these guys down I was actually as watching it again later on the day and my uh, mother-in-law was in the house and she's like is she the evil one because she doesn't know anything about the character (laughs) and I'm like no 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 she has lightsabers she's like okay but she's bad right I'm like no (laughs) the (laughs) lightsabers are like white no this is good this is good as it gets right Right. Oh, the sound of those sabers were fantastic Uh, too. So sound design,
1: um, top notch, top notch sound design in this episode. Amazing, Mm
5: -hmm. amazing. Um, But yeah, the 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 way they uh, the intensity that brought her into the world was was fantastic. And uh, I think uh, I think Rosario looks perfect, perfect for a uh, forty what five ish type Osoka. Yeah, perfect.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit before we go forward. You know, the adapting an animated character um, into uh, live action is uh, – this is new territory, right? And we right. talked about it in the sense that going back all the way to the first X-Men movie, like – having uh comic book characters brought onto the screen there's always this this uh this gut reaction that it needs to be different it needs to be more real world it needs to be instead of spandex it will be leather instead of you know yellow it'll be black or whatever <laughs> um but Wow, Brian Singer. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. If
2: it, we can have the Spider-Man suit or one that looks like Iron Man made it. You know, <laughs> right. <that kind> of, <laughs> right, right,
1: right, right. Um, just really, uh, uh the adaptation from, from Clone Wars, mm-hmm. Rebels, uh, comic books. Uh, I mean, I the I thought they would go pretty close to um to you know I, it wasn't surprising to me that it was such a faithful uh look, but I think the thing that surprises to me is how. It feels in-world and in-universe, and Troy, I'll let you talk about this. It it didn't feel out of place. I mean, like, you know, the orange skin or anything, like, done the wrong way. Uh, it could be really jarring, but uh, it wasn't. At least,
3: that's yeah, my I mean, opinion. Yeah, they I they're two for two. I mean, with these characters like Bo-Katan, uh, Ahsoka, I mean they look like they just stepped out of that, that epilogue from Rebels. You know, it's like, that's, that looks like her. Um, the only thing that took a little getting used to is Rosario Dawson with the blue contacts. Like, seeing her with blue eyes was like, oh, oh, but it makes sense because Ahsoka has the blue eyes. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of strange. I, I realized we didn't talk about Saw Gerrera, just to give some Rogue One love uh, again here, but he was kind of adapted from the animation Okay. And they changed him up. They changed every like they they gave him the mm-hmm. weird oxygen thing, and um, so they they kind of found a way. They wanted to give him an edge, but this they're just like one to one adaptations, yeah. uh, right? And it right. Was, it was cool seeing her. It was cool the reveal. I don't know about you guys, but you always know that there's something big coming when you read the Disney Plus description, and it's like. Mandalorian and the child go on an exciting adventure, like they didn't even have the metadata that they could. <laughs> right,
4: right, all right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right.
3: this um, sure does sound like it could be exciting.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, oh boy. that means it's gonna be good. Uh, a shot full of stuff.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it was awesome. I mean, just seeing that whole first sequence with stealth Jedi kills, which I don't think we've really ever seen. I mean, we've kind of seen a little bit of that before in in Clone Wars, but not to this extent. And it was that what a reveal for the character. Like what what a way. I mean. Obviously, it's Dave Filoni. He loves Ahsoka. That's his baby. That's his creation, and he's gonna he's gonna give her a really awesome live action uh, introduction. And this this was it, man. That right. was yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. And, and all those the troopers with the masks and, and yeah. sort of talking through the muffled, processed voices. Um, it was just all such a cool. Again, I want to give it Rogue One love. It reminded me of the beginning of Rogue One where you're like, wow, I am in this movie. I am right. in this show at mm-hmm. this moment in time.
1: It's funny yeah. you say that. A lot of the aesthetic – I was mentioning that to Abby earlier um, – of the the episode and the planet and the, the, the town, the gated community as I called it, um, it, it did have that Rogue One uh, uh, feel and uh, kind of that – drab uh you know color palette and obviously you have these townspeople or their citizens being you there's know,
0: no warmth or happiness yeah, in that area really you can well
1: yeah. until you go to the magistrate's uh, office
0: and it's still kind of <laughs> dystopic in there like not everything looks that great <laughs>
1: right uh ryan uh, uh initial thoughts uh,
2: i i don't think there's anything else i can really add because that was just awesome and i yeah she's she's great they really did her justice and we knew Dave Filoni would, and I can't imagine how high Dave Filoni must be today. Yeah, he must be on cloud nine.
0: Well, right, and Rosario yeah. Dawson too. Right. I think yeah. didn't she want that role for like? Yeah, a she long like time? campaigned
1: for that role. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, we all knew that Rosario Dawson was playing. So, like, it's been kind of common knowledge for months. Like, they, I don't know if they ever did an official official announcement, but it was kind of like. I think people knew, but still to have such an entrance, Uh, Abby, uh, what do you think?
0: I think I mean, I know there was a lot of pressure on her um, appearance in this episode, and I thought it was she knocked it out of the park. Um, The direction of the episode was like it was an incredible action in the beginning. And I think she just really fills that role out like she's always wanted to. And you can feel it while you're watching it. Right. She's like possibly the best character at this point, like in Star Wars, in my opinion. Right now, after <laughs> watching that episode, I'm like, she's incredible.
1: Right, right. Now, I don't. Um, I'm self-professed. I'm not an expert on the animated series either one of them. Uh, I've I've picked and choosed, chosen over the years what I've watched. Obviously, pretty familiar with the canon overall. Otherwise, it'd be kind of silly to host a show called Midnight Mando. <laughs> um, but um, uh, Jake, uh, Troy, uh, Ryan. Uh, Chris, Chris Stewart's not here. Um, <laughs> he's just phone. addressed him. Uh, but, um, I, I, anybody like, what has the reaction been? Have you seen any reaction, uh, uh, from, from the hardcore Clone Wars community? Are people pretty stoked about what they saw? I know Ashley Eckstein is, is wonderful and there's some people who thought maybe she should have been given a chance, uh, to take on this role. Uh, Jake, uh, I'll throw to you first on that.
5: Uh, the overall take that I've that i've seen is that everyone is like you said singing his praises uh i've watched a few uh you know uh reaction videos where people were in tears and these are like pretty well known you know uh fans in the community and so there was a lot of emotion a lot of a lot of build up this character has been working on you know 12 years uh making it to live action you know if you exclude her vocal cameo in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. This right. is Which we This do. is the yep. big, yep. <laughs>
4: yes.
5: as you do. <laughs> it's funny you had mentioned Ash- Ashley Xine. I haven't actually heard or seen any replies from her, but if you look closely at the concept art in the credits, the Ahsoka looks way more like Ashley than it does Rosario. So I thought that interesting. was interesting, interesting that they kind of went with that source material. Um, I have only seen... You know, uh, praises all across the board. Um, the other thing I was looking at is first issues and stuff. And this week I was looking at the prices for her first comic book appearance, and they are ridiculous at some places. I mean, there's graded issues going for over two grand. So <laughs> Wait, can you show that cover
0: this, again? <laughs> Holy
5: can yeah, it's it's not even a full it's not even a full reveal cover. That's I standing. think I have that. Oh, you better get it graded, buddy. I (laughs) I was just watching. I gotta go find it. Yeah, (laughs) there's a couple on eBay right now that are being bid up. They were like four and seven hundred, I think. Lord, but that's ridiculous. It's. I, bet the uh, Black I really got to
3: go through all my comics. Pretty price too. Yeah, the those, new those what's that? Black series figures.
1: Yeah, the the new Clone Wars mm-hmm. Black series figures already hard to find. at The Walmart. There yeah. it is. There she is. There no, is. this is this yeah. is
5: the this is the yeah. first. Oh, version. that's the first one. Is that so the she's re-release? Had three. Yeah. So she's had three. This is the original. Okay. Then they photo reeled. This one, right, and then they've changed out a few pieces, but the new one, which mine hasn't <laughs> shipped, I have all three other figures from Walmart have shipped except Ahsoka. Okay, um, but yeah, so she is a uh, yeah. It, it's all the Ahsoka mania right now.
1: Ahsoka <laughs> mania, my
5: favorite. Which is so funny because when she movie. started, when she first
2: debuted, people hated her. Oh man, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent anakin
1: didn't she, have a pad one sky it, guy a bad R2. Word. R2. yeah <laughs> yeah um, you know? well cool so that's good so so overall i feel like the reaction is pre- i mean look there's going to be people who are, are hardcore you know it, it is hard when you get used to a character in one way and see a, a different portrayal of it like obviously that's that's not always easy as a fan, but uh, Rosario, this is the Rosario Dawson episode of uh, Midnight Mando. Uh, and uh, by the way, I've always liked her. Like, Same. And she's always been great. Same.
5: Um, Night Nurse was great.
1: Yeah. Um, clerks also, too. clerks, yeah,
0: VSQ. universe.
1: Uh, <laughs> Ke- Kevin Smith this morning tweeted, uh, "You never." Kevin
0: Smith ruined my morning. Right. First of all, I was scrolling through Instagram before watching the episode, and I saw his post congratulating Rosario, and I was, "Damn it!" I threw my oh, phone. Oh man,
3: social media ruined your morning.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah what a concept. No, yeah. morning. Kevin yeah. Smith tweeted, uh, "Never go Ahsoka to mouth." Was what he tweeted this morning. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was classic. That's great. Um, so let's uh, let's let's get into this. Now that we're 45 minutes of the show, um, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about Corvus, right? So this is the planet where where Mando's been heading, and uh, they, they get there. It's uh, like Abby, you mentioned. What what was your first impression? Pretty desolate. None yeah. of the trees had leaves. Desolate,
0: barren. <laughs> no leaves. A lot of like dirt and dust. It looks like there's probably been some some sadness going on in that town. Like anything that was there on that planet is is now. Just almost dead.
1: Right, yeah. absolutely. Um, and uh, we talked about uh, Ahsoka kind of laying laying waste to this this entire uh, you know unit of of soldiers. I, I were they droid soldiers? I couldn't really piece together. Were they people,
3: Troy? I I don't know. It's it's tough to tell. I mean, for whatever reason, they needed that breathing apparatus. So maybe they were alien in some nature that they couldn't breathe the oxygen or the atmosphere. But yeah, I don't I don't know, Jake. Did you? catch on anything there
5: i I have not heard any identity around the that race but i think the key thing that we need to recognize is you know we'll get into who runs this base and whatnot but they did not appear to be imperial which i thought was interesting based on later on in the show some of the
1: conversation that happened later
4: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah Um, even though they had they had the crests like they had the the the, um, rank and and whatever uh badges but yeah,
5: I think I think they that was a misdirect at
3: first too. Mm. Yeah, the, the first the first group of soldiers did.
5: Oh, I completely missed that because I was yeah. looking for that. I'm just watching these guys in- fight. <laughs>
4: right? I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, bring
5: it. Let's go. Let's <laughs> uh, wait
2: a second. But this no. is no. where
1: we're we're introduced mm-hmm. to. Um, uh, John Connor's dad, uh, Michael Bean. Yes. Bean? How do you you pronounce it? Yes. Kyle Reese. How do you pronounce it? You pronounce it Hicks. Hicks is what it's pronounced. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Alien or alien? No, we're not going to have the aliens discussion tonight. Um, and he's where, there with the magistrate, played by Diana Lee in Inesanto, who uh, is a martial artist. Morgan Ellsmith. Uh, Morgan Ellsmith is her name. Elves- it's fun. It, it's funny learning all these names. Ryan, I'll throw yeah. to you. Now, we did find out she is the goddaughter of one Bruce Lee, which is uh. incredible. Um, Ryan, uh, what would you think about this? Meeting these awesome, two. Awesome,
2: because I've met her in real life. Okay. Uh, yeah, so i get a little biased but yeah no i thought she was she was cool like again it's like it's one of these it everything had a very asian aesthetic and a very japanese film aesthetic and this just added to all of that and uh she just had that presence of but you knew she was just she was going to be a threat and not just like one of stature but like one of like physicality as well like you just you just kind of knew i don't know there's something there you just kind of sensed it
1: yeah absolutely she's pretty intimidating right mm-hmm. like right off the bat um uh troy what would you think what are your first impressions she's tough she's wait hard ryan hard. how have you met her what why did yeah, you meet tell her? tell us
2: the background on that uh because i used to work at a high-end hotel oh and uh then i helped set her up when they were doing a uh, bruce lee documentary in town
1: oh, oh cool uh, that's good good insider information yeah uh troy first thoughts on on these characters
3: yeah, I mean, it, it, it was cool seeing Michael Bean, obviously, because you see him and and you're like, oh, this this could have been the Alien movie that we would have seen about this time if if things would have gone the way that they were supposed to. Right. Um, so it was cool to see him. It's cool for all of these people to start crossing over into the Star Wars universe. Right. You know, seeing all of the Deadwood characters now, we're starting to see the Michael Beans. I feel like Dave Filoni's just like, who do I love from films that I want to be in stuff now? I, I also mean, thought Michael Bean's, Bean's acting was
1: like. I mean, he's a, he's a good actor, but I felt like his scenes of this episode were great.
3: Like really, really Oh, weird. man. I mean, I, so skipping ahead, that whole showdown, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to later, but between yeah. the two of them when they're, they're facing off with each other, his acting is fantastic. He's just – he's so good. He, he was, was eliciting –
1: it almost it, – it's kind of like um, – it almost had like a Timothy Oliphant kind of feel to it. Like they're watching – they know how to be, uh, you know, a, a Western uh, kind of –
0: uh
5: <laughs> scallywag scallywag <laughs> yeah. definitely not the word i was for. Well, michael bean was in tombstone wasn't he
0: oh that would make sense yep. yeah. he, oh, was right. he was channeling background. himself
5: yeah. that's what he was doing yeah. <laughs>
4: um
1: uh so jake you're a longtime star wars fan you're 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 obsessed so <laughs> it's got to be fun to, to meet these new characters and and uh start getting to know them right off uh right off the bat here early in the episode
5: Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's bittersweet though in Disney era because okay. prior to Disney era, I would meet these characters on screen and I would look forward to owning them in some type of action figure form. But right. unfortunately, <laughs> in the Disney era, we're we're going to see a very small fraction of what we see on screen. For me it's some form of collectible right. unless you collect Funko pops and they somehow struck a deal with the devil and they get everything
1: <laughs> they make all, um, my garbage man, my mailman, and the local yeah. florist all just got Funko pops. it's crazy mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> and uh, they're all exclusive too yes, so. they're all
1: Walmart exclusives
5: mm-hmm.
1: um, no target target exclusives uh, that's been the <laughs> eBay that,
5: exclusives right right <laughs>
1: yeah uh, um. So, uh, uh but yeah. Craig,
2: I do you want to point out that her, um, her little palace there? Yeah, it does look similar to Jabba's.
5: Yes, okay, yeah. The Biomar monk, uh, the palace that Jabba took over had that circular pattern. Yeah. so did later on in when they go into the garden, they had another one of those circular type buildings. Yeah, yeah, oh, and on the gate. On the gate, um, it had that kind of above them where the bell, mm-hmm. uh, hung. That was very similar. That's a Ralph Macquarie design concept. It was also used when, uh, they found the Falcon on, um, Jakku. You know, they kind of bust through the Falcon knocks it over. Kind of the wall there or whatever. Right, mm-hmm. right. They've got all their designs. They've they've kind of
1: really leaned into going back to a lot of the Ralph Macquarie uh concept art and, and figuring out way and that not just a Mandalorian. I mean, they did that with Rise of Skywalker and and oh, they, yeah. I mean they've got this entire you know treasure trove of mm-hmm. of, of amazing uh
5: concept design. Um The droids were a Ralph Macquarie too. They were a concept, I think, from Empire. Okay. Interesting the HK. Cool. They used the they used the yeah. they used a the name that we're familiar with from a different property, but the design is an Empire Strikes Back. It had the like the cloak on it and the That's okay. helmet with the droid right. face coming out.
0: Yeah, kind right. of like a slow limp going. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe been yeah. through a lot.
5: Um Mando
0: Sorry, shows and up. One more no go One for it. more You're Easter
2: good. egg. Sorry, one more Easter egg in there. Uh when uh, Din goes walking into town, there's an eight D eight droid from yes. also also from return of the jedi walking around
1: he says something like, oh, too I'm he like. kind of grunts
2: <laughs> like like yeah, he's like kinda, loser <laughs> yeah. he's loser
1: see your <laughs> see your razor crest doesn't have any ropes on it anymore <laughs> Um <Yeah. laughs> so they uh so yeah he gets there he's gonna go to town there's a really important scene early on uh in the cockpit where we see this show's pretty good at foreshadowing as soon as uh for for right now the child <laughs> for the next 3 minutes the child uh is is unscrewing uh, d- using the force to unscrew the uh the ball of the the whatever you call that shifter. thing the shifter the gear um I, I was like, oh, something in my head. It didn't go to where it went. Like, I thought like, oh, he loves eggs. He loves round things. We're going to find out. Today's the big reveal. Why? Why does he like round things? <laughs>
0: like, is, <this> is, That's <laughs> what this episode is going to be about. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah. They're going to. Oh, the Internet's going to blow up. They're going to reveal the the round thing uh, fetish. Um, but that happens. And then they're walking to town and that's where he gets to, to, to the magistrate and they strike up this deal. They're basically like, Hey, we're being tormented by this lone Jedi. And he does what we refer to in the technology industry as social engineering. And he, and, uh, they have this, uh, conversation. She offers the best car armor staff, by the way, what a cool weapon. It's kind of hard to compete with a, a lightsaber, but that was pretty badass. Like, are they going to do a well, black series? That <laughs> like, noise
0: it makes? Yeah, uh, yeah. oh, it's tight. Yeah.
1: Um, Abby, what did you think of all that?
0: Uh, I really enjoyed all that. I really liked that they brought um, Mando into the town as like, you know, we want you to be a fighter. We've got a mission for you kind of thing. It's right. like, always that like, well, we'll go along with this to go along with something else. And Kind of go your own way once you get to it. Um,
1: there was a funny moment where he, he goes to the to the he's like, "Excuse me, vendor," and she just is like, "Nope."
0: That was my favorite part. That reminds me of every Walmart employee in the toy aisle when we have something to ask, and they're just like, uh, right. I'm "Just gonna walk oh, away."
4: Right.
3: Yes. That's that's also such a samurai trope. Like when he goes up to the the dad or the you know the the, the guy with the two kids, um, and mm-hmm. tries to get information from him, and they're just peasants, and he's just trying to get them food and clothing and whatever, and he's like, "Don't talk to us." Like, right, right. The right. Train comes into town like you are you're gonna get mm-hmm. me in trouble i don't want to go to the stockade for you so right. please go away and that all all oh, of that
1: awesome. kind of had that that you know later of the first act rogue one uh vibe that's kind of where i was getting that vibe from
5: um and that uh and that guy that he approaches it says hey dude don't talk to my kids right uh that's a disney legend it's an imagineer
0: oh. very famous oh. imagineer mm-hmm. that's a good easter egg that, yeah.
5: that's pretty Wang Dai Cho I believe. Okay. I might be saying that wrong, but yeah. That's so very he's cool. a cool. That he's is that pretty infamous cool. in Yeah. That's cool. And very
1: this cool. is where we we also see the uh the town's decorative um, prisoners.
0: Stockades. Yeah. And I've it, got it, people talking in the chat a lot about decorative that. decorative prisoners.
1: Hang yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, on these these electric shock poles, it's terrifying, it's brutal. Um mm-hmm. but again, um <laughs> Some of these comments are insane. I'm gonna try not to pay attention to the chat and come getting distracted. That's um, not but it. oh, I guess it was later in the episode we see the electric shock and you actually see his skeleton. the skeleton, which was really, really different for Star Wars, but effective in the moment. Um, but, yeah, anyways, but once
0: you see them in the stockades, you're like, okay, this explains the mood and the general vibe going on everywhere right. here because that's what happens to people who here.
1: So they make this deal, and obviously. He is there to try to find Ahsoka, and they don't know that. And they offered the Beskar armored uh, staff uh, or, or weapon, uh, Beskar armor, just Beskar. It's not armor yet. Maybe it will be eventually. And, uh, and, and then he's going to be off to find uh, Ahsoka Tana. They think that he's going to kill her, um, but he's going to go hunt her down and, and uh, point at the child, Baby Yoda, and say, what would we do? <laughs> what is this? Why am I looking well, for you?
5: <laughs> while you're describing this episode to me, all I'm doing now is seeing the parallels from episode one, chapter one. Mando walks into a city. He gets hired by an Imperial agent with the bounty of Beskar to hunt down a force-powered person Oh yeah, yeah. Seems there, like no. the same thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I, the parallels are there, and like because yeah. it's Dave Filoni, I don't think John Favreau knows the parallels are there. I think he's just really good <laughs> at writing and directing. But I think Dave Filoni's like getting yeah. his way. on um,
3: theory. Yeah. So,
1: so this leads to this really one of my favorite scenes ever on this show. Uh, he's trying to track her down. And they have a, a quick thirty second battle that I could watch for like thirty minutes. Like, uh, Jake, what what, what were your thoughts? She kind of attacks him, they go at it. He flamethrows her her cloak.
0: Well, he's caught off guard, first of all, which is like out of character for him to not know that there's right. an attack coming from behind.
1: Right, right. What's well, what happens when you mess with, with like, sorcerers. That's how well, bad. No, when is. you got that kid, man. It's <laughs> the kid. Yes, <laughs> the kid's nothing but trouble. Battalorian is losing his egg. Yeah.
5: Um, I think uh, that was a great first shot <laughs> because uh, we realized there instantly that Beskar deflects lightsabers. And I don't know if that was – that wasn't clear in my head, but it became very clear once he still had hands after getting hit with double lightsabers.
1: Right. Beskar so. is the, the Wado of weapons because Jedi <laughs> Jedi mind tricks don't work on Watto and Beskar is reflective of – uh, or not reflective does you guys get what
2: i'm saying okay yeah
1: yeah
4: you're good <laughs> Craig. you're good
1: yeah. <laughs> uh ryan what'd you think of this scene
2: oh it was awesome it was uh it was sweet seeing him do the rope thing and seeing how she got out of it compared to how luke got out of it you know so you got to see and then him trying to quickly react to how she was quickly reacting to that so it was like just this uh this trade-off of quick reactions from one another and uh Yeah, just even how it stops where he's just like, oh, my God, it's just so good. I'm trying to talk to you. (laughs) It's it's so good. Just Just listen to me for one second. Yeah, just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I got a child here.
5: (laughs) It was this orgy of, like, past fight scenes, though, because it was the uh, Luke and Boba on the skiff with the rope, and then it turned right into the Django versus Mace with the flamethrower.
0: Ding ding ding
5: episode two reference. Yeah, <laughs> wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Here we go.
1: There, yes. it is.
2: <laughs>
1: attack of the party noisemaker. Uh, Troy, I, I, so Troy, um, real talk. Normally, pings on my phone do not wake me up in the night. Uh, this one did at 4 a.m. East Coast time. I got a message. From Troy Benjamin on Instagram that just said "fuck,"
4: oh, <laughs> it,
1: it still was going. And then for some reason, I thought in my head I read that, and I don't know why, but I went back to sleep and I went, "Oh no, Force Ghost Obi One showed up." That was what it was in my head again, just
3: wrong, just dead wrong. Well, I mean, first of all, why do you have the notifications for Instagram on your phone that they're waking you up at four o'clock? Because in the we need to see them. To them I don't
1: know if you ever. ever liked. I don't know if you know this, but. Uh, Paul Feig, the director of Ghostbusters, answered the call. Used to send me messages, so be prepared. All right, That's there all Makes sense. You <laughs> to have uh, the
4: notifications.
3: You don't want to be like Sasha Banks and miss your your chance. Don't <laughs> you in the car. Yeah, <laughs> they, um, exactly. It's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the whole episode that like that was my reaction to the episode, particular moment because I don't take look. Like, and am I freezing right now? I'm freezing. No, you're good. Um, you for a second. Uh, the the whole Beskar being lightsaber resistant was totally new to me. Like, I, I don't remember that in the Siege of Mandalore. I don't remember that in any of the Clone Wars or Rebels stuff. So, like, just that quick revelation of that, like, hey, here's why he could, like, put his head down Juggernaut style and, and rock, uh, rock through all of these troopers. Uh, mm-hmm. Because this thing is, it, it can resist lightsabers. It's, right, it's right. so durable. Yeah, those TK um,
1: blasters aren't going to do anything.
3: Yeah, oh of, of course. So like just seeing that and then seeing the two of them it's kind of it's a an old you know, uh, superhero trope. Uh two heroes meet each other, what's the first thing they always do? Fight for some reason. Uh <laughs> yeah. since the golden age of comics, you know. Thor right, right. and Hulk meet each other, they got to beat each other up first before they go Martha, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, oh yeah. shit. Oh my god. <laughs> before they Martha. <laughs> before uh, they Martha.
1: Before they Martha. <laughs> I love using Martha as a bird.
3: <laughs> like, like, Din realizes that he's he's totally fucked here. And he's like, uh, Boca 10 sent me, Boca 10, don't kill me. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, So yeah, I mean, just a great moment. And then because you know, 10 seconds after that, that she does that. Yeah, we can talk about that. And she sees the child and you're like, Oh, here we go. This is everything we've been waiting Mm -hmm. for. You're not expecting the exposition dump that we got. Right. But, um, it was, it was pretty awesome to sort of go from that high of the fight to the, here's the rest of the story now coming into play.
0: Yes. Yes. It's a nice quiet moment with Ahsoka yeah. uh, and the the child, which at that point is all that we know is the name.
1: So the there's child. this moment where, <laughs> right? This moment happens. This is so great. Where I it, it reminded me of a lot of scenes I've seen in movies where she's like, "Oh, I hope we're here to talk about that." And it just cuts to the child he's just doing his thing, and then you see him uh, and her kind of sitting. Cross-legged in front of each other, or or something. She's got a lantern. It's very the aesthetic is very cool, and Mando's just in the back, just walking around like killing time. Basing. Like it, yeah. I was, ho- I was hoping he would have the little rubber ball that Rocky has. It just like <laughs> it always <laughs> is like. Yo, I'm just waiting. You know, they're gonna talk it out and figure. they gonna do some training. Um, Jake, here's here's let's talk about this. There was a lot of exposition, as Troy said. Um, she ta- she explains to, to Mando that they can kind of communicate through the Force to a certain extent. Um, this is where we get the name. This was the huge reveal. We've been waiting, uh, you, know, a, you know, 15 episodes or whatever it's been. Grogu, he has a name. When he first hears his name, he perks up and he's yep. like, finally, oh, somebody said like, my name, me. <laughs> my name it's was Hey Kiddo or something for a while. From uh, Dick Tracy.
2: Hey kid. Hey Well
0: kid. he does call him kid. He's like, come on, kid. Come on, kid.
1: Grogu. Yeah. Um how Let's round table this. Uh Jake, how are you feeling about uh the name and the way that it was revealed?
5: Well, I thought when he said he said it, um the child was gonna go Super Saiyan instantly, and <laughs> but that didn't happen. Right, so, right. so we're good. Um But no, yeah, the name is uh the <laughs> The, the the word around my house with the 10-year-old and the missus who watched it later on in the day, it, it's not sitting pretty with them just yet because <laughs> it's okay. not a cute name. And this kid here mm-hmm. is the cutest darn thing to happen to Star Wars ever.
1: Yeah. Oh, look at him. Oh. Right? <laughs>
5: I'll just guys. let them have the show, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll just- I
0: that's all anyone wants. So, to
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so the <laughs> so the name doesn't fit the persona just yet. So it's still growing on me. But um, but yeah, the uh the name was less of a big deal as opposed to his backstory, which was huge to me. And oh, now oh, all of a sudden, yeah, thousand and ten questions appeared instantly as soon as she said the name was like huh. And then the backstory was like, Oh my gosh. Right. Right. So, Yes, his name is Mogwai. We bought him at a pawn shop. A uh,
1: little less exciting than his name is Grogu. He trained at the Jedi Temple in Coruscant, was hit before Order 66. Do what? Prequels? Hello. Uh, Ryan, how are you feeling about this? By the way, they didn't say oh Order God, 66, yeah. but I mean, that's what we're all, like, I don't think they hit him before Bingo Night at oh, the Jedi Temple. the same thing. <laughs> right,
2: right. Yeah, but it all, like when I first heard all that, it all takes me back to everything that we always kind of saw in Clone Wars. A little bit in episode three, and a little bit in episode two, when we see the Jedi Council and their secrets, and they like to keep them.
1: Sorry, so sorry. yeah,
2: there it is. But it's true. Like they, we like to. They, they like to keep their secrets, Now is just one of them. Right. they fifty years old. Is the child so? And they, we, you know, those sorcerers are noticed to also be baby snatchers. So <laughs> you don't know what now. Kind of tells you too. Like, at What point do they really start training? these babies after they snatched them and you know and and how they kept this like and yeah again it's just like clearly there's more jedi secrets
4: and right. there's probably yeah, yeah, even yeah. stuff
2: that even maybe obi-wan doesn't even necessarily know well, clearly right, well, and who, right. Who, who took who took them? Yeah. who hit them? like what's yeah. going like it, it's that's crazy. The question there's so much yeah
5: like, who like for my life. i want quinlan boss to be the answer to all that I want oh. Clinton Boss to survive quarter <laughs> no. 66 to have his sur- surfer ass hippiness come into the show later on. Oh, yeah. A actually, that, that's actually not a bad, It's yeah. not a bad choice.
1: Who, um, Troy, who came to your mind as possible? Uh, Or well, just in, in general, the name and then the, the reveal of, of his backstory. Cause it is, I guess none of, I never really considered the fact that he was probably going, you know, she says, he was trained by many Jedi masters, right? So people you, you would think, you know, Mace, Qui-Gon, uh, possibly, well, maybe not quite well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Obi-Wan, Yoda, like people did was there foresight? Were they hiding him? Did did maybe did maybe the 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 going thought that uh Palpatine rose right under the the Jedi's noses. They never saw it coming. Maybe there was actually some foresight of, of something that will be revealed down the road. And and because he was so strong with the force, they hit him. Like, I don't know. That, that, my mind was going in a million directions.
3: Yeah. I, and I kind of wonder, there was an expanded universe thing that Yoda was a, an ultra rare species of, you know, only a handful across the galaxy. And and then when Yaddle showed up in, in episode one, it was sort of like, oh, wait, there's more? What? Mm-hmm. that That's totally outside of what we've always been told. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it is possible that they're going to try to, because they've been doing this very deliberately, working some of the expanded universe stuff into the fabric of what they're putting together, that maybe Yoda and Yaddle came from a very rare, uh, extinct or endangered species somewhere in the universe. And as soon as they found another child and brought him to the Jedi Temple, and they're maybe always naturally... Uh, uh, their M count. Uh, I got to go back to their fourth M count. yeah they're force sensitive there's something genetically disposed to being force sensitive uh and and they knew that they had to protect this being because they knew that he was going to be a force user um so i I don't know it's it's cool because this is one of those exposition dumps that opens up like jj abrams is very impressed with how they built this mystery box where it's like here's all the stuff you've been waiting to know and here's five thousand other questions that you now have to figure out (laughs) Mm -hmm. from this point forward yeah Um, well actually now it had
2: me thinking as you were saying oh sorry go ahead
3: no, no, I was just going to say, I think John Cabe and I are on the same uh, wavelength because we usually always are. But I think Grogu is super cute. I think it's like it's yeah. that Yoda yaddle. It's that same like guttural with an upturn at the end. It's like boo-boo, ba. bye yes. It kind of feels gizmo. I was
0: going to say he always said when he's talking, he sounds like he's clearing his throat. And it sounds like a little like a noise he would make. Like he could say Grogu yeah. and he might like mumble oh. that. I actually <laughs> noticed
1: I noticed some of the noises he made today. Um, and I hadn't noticed it before were a little bit reminiscent of Yoda's kind of like.
0: Yes, I did too. Some <laughs> of his huffing, puffing, puffing yeah, and grunting when he's moving reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of that.
1: Um, so, um, but what else? Let's, let's pick this apart even a little bit more. I mean, the, the notion that he almost, uh, as a, a, in his nature to, protect himself would hide his force abilities mm-hmm. almost based on instinct that's just so cool like i don't even know how to react to that other than that's just real that's cool that's something cool that i haven't thought of i thought i thought of it all mm-hmm. um but yeah and any more thoughts on this specifically yeah,
5: jake you had so many notes oh oh my yeah. gosh yeah <laughs> i mean <they're>, yeah guy <laughs> and i can uh tag team back and yeah let do it. so much yeah. you know it, it could it could there be a secret order of jedi i mean you know it could be something as simple as yoda started not trusting palpatine kind of like maybe he had questions mm. and just decided to subvert things and and keep a secret level that was off limits you know or it could be that he's the uh, john snow of, of yeah right he's just this bastard child that was had to be hidden away right they also, the question is, how does Ahsoka not know Grogu if uh, he's the exact same age as Anakin and he was raised in the temple? So he would have been there her entire life. Um, so why? Why? I mean, the Jedi at the, the beginning of minutes was like twenty five thousand, and then over the course of the year, but that was spread out over the galaxy, right? There's only a finite amount of people in the temple where Ahsoka was. So yeah, there, there's there's lots of questions there.
3: Oh, Jake! I I, I love that. I I don't. Sorry, Ryan. I stepped on you again. I'm so sorry. But like, it's because he's on the bottom. It's on the (laughs) bottom.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Tops and bottoms. You know. You know how it is.
3: Stop. But, (laughs) uh, but, but the sense that they can be two of the same kind. Maybe that's why they're bound to each other. Because Mando had no idea that he was a part of this sect of religious zealot uh, Mandalorians until two episodes ago, and now we're learning that maybe. It's possible that Grogu is part of some sort of offshoot of, of the Jedi. That would be awesome. Sorry, Ryan. I didn't mean to step on you with that. I just wanted to agree with Jake because that was brilliant and I love. Yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, so no, no, now. no. And
2: that's, no, it's all good. Because uh, uh, it just had me thinking like, I think Mace did know about this kid. And that's why when they brought Anakin in in episode one and he's just like, oh, and you think it's this boy? Because we got <laughs> our boy, our little chosen one, is under the stairwell that is hidden and you don't know about it. And Me and, me and Joe Costa knew we, we, the only yes. ones that know. So I don't think that's your boy there. Qui-Gon. Now, I did love What's his M count? <laughs> like a yeah.
1: billion. Um, I do like, um, I like when Ahsoka kind of explains the force to Mando and he's like, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's like, I've seen him he, he does stuff I can't explain, and she's she kind of gives that boilerplate, like, you know, I, I feel like day one of Jedi training. All right, when a regular person asks you to explain the fours, you gotta tell <laughs> them about all life is bound by the yeah, energy, field. energy. field. Do we bring up the man yeah. the the, the midichlorians? Don't even bring that up. It's just That's too much. Later. Like you wouldn't bring up your 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 blood type in normal conversation, would you? Like um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it's really cool. And then, um, this is where like the experiment happened. She's like, let's get some sleep in the morning. We'll, uh, we'll put them to the test. And, um, they, they do the thing with the rock and she floats the the stone to him and he throws it down and, uh, and, and Mando's like, well, he's a uh, temperamental or something like that. It's like a really <laughs> he's stubborn. Well, yeah, he's stubborn. He's very stubborn. He listens to you. It'll be the first time, like such a dad thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> so funny. I love it. Right. Um, but then this really important thing happens where, uh, because of the trust that he has, you know, we know that they have this in- inseparable bond because of the trust and the love and uh, the, you know, the trust and love that that Grogu has for the Mandalorian. Uh, it creates a, a severe vulnerability that uh, you know, she doesn't say mm. Anakin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she, now, Ryan, if Ryan was writing this episode... The dialogue would have been like, well, there used to be this guy named Anakin and he was great, but he was oh God, he loved his wife and that he thought she was going to die. And then Palma, like, just explained. <laughs> OK, I,
2: I see where you're going with this. But my actually first question was, does Ahsoka know about Padme? And it's when she says attachment, is she thinking of his mother?
1: interesting okay, okay. yeah you know, that's true that's
3: true
1: um she
2: might not have known right
1: that's true that's very true
2: it, 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 how does but, she
3: not know about luke skywalker and anakin and vader and all that stuff by now right like this is eight years
2: after Well, she the doesn't get the, the jedi, jedi
3: uh newsletter
2: hmm. clearly. Yeah, but would she but would she put two and two together that it was pad like she probably would get to, that it was padme maybe uh, wouldn't
3: word get around that this kid luke skywalker helped kill the emperor like that kind of like and skywalker well, being
5: we need to remember right. that she is an enigma even among jedi because she got to hang out and live in the world beyond worlds right when ezra saved her from getting killed from vader that's when it goes a little <sighs> non-starworthy and uh, puts yeah. her in how to displaces her from
4: She's time remember
5: Yeah, she remember she didn't return from that battle. And we thought, oh, my gosh, she died until years later. We find out that she, you know, was was hanging out in that other world. Right. Plus, also, we haven't talked about it, but I think it was just prior to this scene. She was you know, she died in the Clone Wars and the daughter on um, Mortis brought her back by putting her life essence in her. And therefore, that's why whenever you see Ahsoka, you see the owl, Morai, because that was kind of the uh, companion or guardian of the of the sister. And Morai was in this episode in the trees when they were walking into the forest. Yeah. So she she is she is something more, you know, right, right. Um, She she is not your average Jedi in regards to or previous Jedi or force user what have. She, she's experiencing that 99.9% of Jedi and force users have no clue on.
1: All very good points. Uh, uh, I think. Um, and yeah, but Troy, uh, Ryan, I, this. but the funny thing is, you know, I had these conversations after watching the episode with Abby today and then Jake uh, called me other Jake, Jake Walsh called me and there's always math involved in The Mandalorian. That's I feel like, I after like after every episode... <laughs>
0: so, I'm so sick of being like, well, how old are they? <laughs> right. well, how old are they now? Like, well,
1: and Jake, the I math think... Did, Jake, did you make a... a th-
0: the Mandalorian? <laughs> the Mandalorian, that's <laughs> the Mandalorian. Great.
1: Yeah. Every episode, it's like a Good Will Hunting.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Timeline, please.
1: <laughs> Jake, I don't remember what the... Po- I feel like you posted something on social media today where you were trying to figure out something math-related. Is this true?
5: It, it's very possible. It's okay, very, okay. It's very possible. This is... <laughs> This is. I think I was trying to figure out how they're going to wrap up every one of these storylines in the next three episodes. That's that oh, that's not happening. Yeah. I think we're
1: about to get a slew uh, of new announcements. Dangerous. I think there's going to be a Boba Fett show, an Ahsoka show. She's getting around. I, I literally think Mandalorian exists to create new spinoff right? series. Yeah. The Cara
2: uh, Dune Variety Hour, dude,
4: please.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, I would see uh, the grief carga, uh, just like a like a Johnny Carson Tonight Show would be perfect.
4: <laughs> no yeah.
1: he
5: runs a school now I, I need to uh figure out uh what reality you know <laughs> you know navarro 101 or something you know. <laughs> right right
1: <laughs> um uh yeah trying to figure out these timelines can be a little bit confusing but just as a as a as a refresher we're what seven to ten years after the events of five years after return of the
5: jedi but, well first season was announced as five years after return of the jedi okay we we have to assume there was a time jump between season one and two. Right. Because right. mostly because of Navarro's makeover, right? Because it <laughs> right. was <laughs> I it's think they did like a
1: queer eye kind of thing. I think five five dudes showed up and they they got five in the bar. Droids. Yeah, five droids showed up and like there's that part where they have to sit down with Cara Dune and they're like, "You see me? You're you're having pain on the inside. What happened?" Um, Use
2: three PO's voice when you do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stop it, Ryan. You're getting banned. Um, oh
0: come get on, out of here. That was good.
1: So uh, okay, so we're about five to six years something along those lines uh, after Return of the Jedi. Um. It it now we can skip ahead a little bit to this uh this conversation. I don't remember exactly where it happens in the episode, but uh, actually I don't want to go there yet because it's it's way later. So um, God I. What happens next? I guess now they put their plan together that they're going to go back to the city and uh, and take care of business because, oh yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mando says, I need you to train him. She's like, I'm not going to do it. And then Qui-Gon showed up, was like, I'll do it. I'll train anybody. I'll train any Jedi. I don't care. Uh, my meme, I was very proud of my meme today. And um, amazing. Um, uh, but she, she was like, I'm not going to train him because of the reasons we already talked about. And then um, he says, well... You know, they sent me to kill you. They don't know what we're doing out here. If I help you get rid of them and free these prisoners, will you train him? Um, and that's kind of the pact that they make. Um, so taking a deep breath, mm-hmm. let's let us let that be a breaking point. Abigail, how is the chat going this evening?
0: Oh, it's going wild. Uh, looks like we've got a lot of folks um, talking... A lot of cool stuff. A lot of math. Yeah, there was a lot of math, to be honest. I think mostly everybody's kind of been there right with us, um, enjoying uh, Grogu's, the reveal of the name. It looks like pretty much everyone has positive reactions to that. Um, And somebody says, oh, Brock says that Grief plays golf
1: he does he absolutely does
0: he does on
1: golf he golf well because you know when you get your hand chopped off in the star wars universe you get a cool you don't get a wooden one you get a nice (laughs) electronic one come on mando just don't get
2: the ball stuck in the lava mando (laughs) (laughs) come on now (laughs) you just gotta tap it in there Um, you don't have to worry about all that just season uh, the
5: tension, baby <laughs> I interviewed Carl Weathers uh last year. Oh, cool. Actually, yeah, very cool. Very cool. cool. Been, so you can see here's where I got his autograph. Oh, I, cool. I, very cool. I, oh I nice. uh I interviewed him in the summer, but right before Mand uh Mandalorian season one came out. And of so, of course, I'm the Star Wars nerd and I'm at uh the Washington State summer con on stage, and I'm just like I'll build to it. Right. I'll ask about the career of, you know, Apollo Creed and then we'll get to we'll get to, uh, you know, uh, Happy Gilmore and we'll get to like Arrested Development. That man loves film and loves talking so much we got to man with like three minutes interview. I'm just like, Oh man.
1: That's so funny.
5: <laughs>
4: uh,
1: but you know, it's one of those things too. Like I've tried to get different actors and stuff on the shows. And uh at the end of the day, they're so limited what they can actually say. Like it would be yeah, great man. to get, you know, somebody on here. Uh, this is what, this is my excuse. Cause I can't get anybody, but it would be great. You know, I mean, I had the opportunity to get, uh, you know, John Juan Carlo Esposito, but he can't say anything, so he passed. No, none of that's true. I would love to have him. Also, that Dark saber, the Hasbro Dark saber, the kids' one is really cool, and I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, it's like twenty five bucks. Oh, one. you it's got It's Fantastic! One.
5: I was playing I got, with that. I actually ended up with two. Oh, cool. My son got me one for my birthday a couple weeks ago, and then one came and uh, Hasbro was kind enough to send me one as well. So, Very cool. Very yeah, cool. it's a great toy.
1: Yeah, I got to try to convince Hasbro that I like Star Wars as well as Ghostbusters. It's like no more plasma yeah. series. <laughs> Give me some black series. Oh, we have a visitor. Hi.
4: Um,
1: so, okay. So this is where, where the, this is kind of the halfway point of the episode are probably actually, you all right?
0: Yeah. I get it. <laughs>
1: uh, moving, moving towards the third act. Uh, they go back to the city. They kind of separate. Um, this is where you get this really good scene uh, that we talked about earlier between, uh, and I don't think they gave a, a character name to Michael Bean, uh, but they did say he's, uh, or he says he looks ex-military,
5: correct? In the credits, they list him as Lang, L-A-N-G. Okay. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Very cool. Um, And they kind of have this, you know, what I loved about this scene is that the the town is kind of split into two. You've got this uh, kind of uh, worn down, weathered, sad, Western feel. And then the other half is like the dystopic feel. And you have these, this, uh, dual showdown going on at the same time as the samurai showdown. And it was like being in two genres at once as they cut back and forth. Um, but my favorite thing in this episode, and I've watched it three times now was the sound design. When Ahsoka shows up at Mm. the top before she hops back over and you hear the Batman cape, the (laughs) like, it was so good. (laughs) I was like, Mm. there's so much Batman feel to that. Yeah.
3: Um, but,
1: um, so much
0: badassness to that. Like, was, that was then, insane. Yeah, the yeah, music too,
3: it. like that. The music kicked in. There was kind of like that upbeat, like pop, like like right, it yeah. sounded yeah. completely out of the the norm, which is is it was a cool contrast to the moments earlier where they were sitting by the Empire Strikes Back lantern, and that was all like Yoda's theme and very John Williams. And right, right. It was cool. it was cool oh. to kind of hear the two of those.
1: Hey, uh, show of hands. Were there tears? We it. Needed- this should be a segment. Were there tears?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes.
1: Oh yeah. I, I I shed some tears. Oh on this dude, episode. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh god, I yeah. I was I was a hot mess for forty minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when I when I thought there was gonna be a separation, I was like, I. Literally oh yeah. Later
2: on. It yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. Lost oh. It. Yeah. You know,
0: I thought yes. I was gonna have to
1: call in sick today. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's like when you think E.T. is gonna
0: die. You're like, oh, right, right. Oh man. <laughs> this wow. is sad now.
1: Um so yeah, let's break it down. Uh Ryan, um really you're you're getting a really well acted scene between Mando and Michael Bean, but on the other side of it, you get this um you know, I'm trying to I know I know we talked about the the samurai influence throughout this episode. Uh I, I kind of got a combination of like between the duel, the the Beskar uh, staff versus the the dual lightsaber, there was some Phantom Menace feel to me. There was some uh, because it, it wasn't the. Uh, and that's probably just because they were on a, a thin platform. Let's face it. Um, but the, the,
0: there was some artistry to it. Like there, there was like a there was a some dance. artistry,
1: and really good choreography, but it felt like it felt like a very uh, a real world sword fight it didn't feel as over the top as maybe something you would get in the clone wars or something like that
2: it is shot like a like an old style kawasaki uh like samurai fight you got one on one side one on the other kind of like street fighter in its own way right right right. Right. and then um because it had a very kill bill influence which was also now which is influenced by another movie which i apologize if I'm wrong and I should have googled this before uh, we started I think it's lady snowblade or lady snowbird okay which I'll, is another
1: we'll take your word for it yeah
2: yeah which which influenced kill Bill which I think now all comes full circle and kind of comes back to this and then so you've got that you've got you know kill Bill happening on one side of the wall and then you've got John Wayne happening on the other side of the wall mm-hmm. and it's just such a it just warmed my heart. It was like two of my favorite genres, which again are completely overlapped to begin with. But to kind of see it all happening all at the same time it was a little fancier for for myself personally. And uh Lady Snowblood. Stuff- yeah, Lady Snowblood. Jacob Blood. Walsh. Thank Lady you, Snowblood. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jiz. So I was wrong, but still close. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and I also like the stuff where she's leaping on the rooftops too, because it also had yeah. a very angly. Uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon kind of thing going on there as well yeah uh so it kind of hit like all my all my buttons it was smashing <laughs> those buttons hard uh and i loved it so yeah, yeah. her Be- fighting
0: style is like almost like parkour like walking and running up on walls well, and all that she changes
2: her style too like i don't know yeah. if uh, you guys probably noticed she goes from like her her rebel style fighting, and then she loses a saber and goes into her Clone Wars mm, st- yeah. uh, stance as well. Which um, was just that, like another geek out moment. Yeah, there's,
1: there's some talk in the chat about, about the, the robe drop. The
2: robe drop was uh, a big moment. Yes, for everyone. like <laughs> like Obi Wan and Anakin. The yeah. old this uh, is our specialty. T- <laughs> Tony
1: fright. Tony Taylor says robe drop robe drop equals fully
3: crested.
2: Yeah, and if you watch yeah. Toy Anxiety,
1: you'll you'll know what.
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll know, know cresting. Oh, there was Jake, some serious cresting. I agree.
3: Or Jake or Ryan, can I ask you? Didn't Ahsoka get Beskar armor in Clone Wars at one point too, or like Beskar infused armor or something? I thought when, I, when the the whole Siege of Mandalor happens, like the the trade off is that she ends up getting some sort of Beskar. So I thought that this that that was the reveal that she was wearing Beskar armor too, but it didn't seem that way.
5: Was well, she at the original Siege of Man? Uh, Man- Mando. No, it was, was Obi Wan. No, it was it was Obi-Wan was it had full Mando gear in that one. Well, maybe, um, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. In, in Clone yeah. Wars uh, season four, five, season four or five is when he did the original siege of Mandor, Mandalore, and uh he was in full armor. I don't even know if does Soka visit Mandalore at that point? Because she heard. I don't think she with Mandalore until. Well, no, yeah, remember the, kids, the poison yeah. juice, right? Remember the <gasps> right juice boxes.
3: <Right>, right. <laughs>
5: but that was when she was little, and then she wasn't really doing a whole lot there just yet. This is where yeah. she had
3: her
1: halter top on.
2: Yeah. No, she, I don't think she did at that no. point. But oh, that's that cute. Thank you.
3: Yeah. So, all right.
1: <laughs>
2: nice I, try, I, Craig. I, I, I thought you can join the conversation later. Okay. Right.
0: <laughs> Let me go. Uh-huh. gotta watch ten seasons of an yeah, animation. We were, we're, we're trying. We're yeah. trying. We're trying. Every night we try to watch several episodes in Craig's.
1: <laughs> I, I sleep. I'm a sleeper. I love sleep. That's why we we podcast at two in the morning. Anyways, uh, so. The, I I thought it was really great. Um I thought the the choreography was wonderful. I thought that um she's very intimidating, the the magistrate. She was very
0: uh uh, uh tough as nails. She tough was as, tough and, yeah. and
1: really with without you know, there's we talked about it earlier, they patch they pack so much in to 40 or 45 minutes. And um, I mean, this could, any one of these could be expanded a little bit and just be a full blown star Wars movie. Like any one of these individual stories. Um, but uh,
2: you Frog know, lady next, next year, season plus mm-hmm. that's the show. I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Probably. Um, but it, it's really uh, a cool scene. The, there's so many cool shots with the, you know, we didn't really talk about the, the first assault where uh, the, there's a shot where they, she comes up behind somebody with the, the dual lightsabers and the, the reveal, and the sound design. It just, it's just really good. Star Wars. Like, it's just fun. Like there's no <laughs> other way to put it. Yeah. Like it's just, and whether
0: yeah. you have the investment in watching rebels or clone wars, you are still going to enjoy it with, as someone who hasn't seen all of it. And, and that's really, and that's something that's a testament special. to, to, to the writing
5: that, that saber reveal that you talked about where she kind of looks like she pulls them out of each other. Right. That is shot for shot from what she does that in the clone wars. Yeah. She does that in an episode. And it's just like, I mean, that's the, I guess what, what we're all saying is this is the power of what star Wars can have Mm -hmm. when it comes from one vision, right? The power that George had with the original trilogy and mostly with the prequels, you know, but, now that Dave Filoni is being able to take his characters from this animated show to that animated show to now this live action, you you get this seamless, beautiful, you know echo, ring theory, um, you know, uh nostalgia for you know a a, a property that's grown throughout this time. It's just it's just really nice to see it all come out uh, like mm-hmm. this. I,
1: I think that this hopefully should lead to dave filoni and maybe dave filoni and john favreau being given a, a, a trilogy i, I think I, I hope if that's what he wants like if if he doesn't want that if he just wants to stick to what he's doing that's great but um when you talk about the singular vision and it doesn't have to be it could be something completely separate from anything related to skywalker jedi anything like that um but i would love to see a a, a series of movies uh just with with their vision, because mm-hmm. I think maybe they had to prove themselves. Maybe Mandalorian was a, a even bigger risk to Disney and Lucasfilm than we thought. Maybe ev- maybe they're just as shocked as as the world as uh, just how good the uh, reward
0: and payoff is. Like yeah. people love it. But yeah, I think, well, I think, think that you know I'm just I'm happy that they gave Filoni the chance as well
2: to also just give a chance with live action because I think they always just kind of saw him as the cartoon guy,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
2: And John Favreau giving him that opportunity to show that he can transfer all that stuff and make it live action. Uh, you know, I, it's Thanksgiving weekend and I'm thankful for that.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. Look at Canadian. that Canadian
2: uh, like, I'm using,
1: using yeah. appropriating an American <laughs> holiday, which is already <laughs> controversial in its own right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I think I, I really uh, I just love it. I, I I think I think the world of what they're doing. So this the scenes going down, one saber goes into the water. So now it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's and a, the
0: water gets choppy for the first time because initially you see it nice and still. Right,
1: love, right. Like, that little piece. And, um, y- you know, th- there's this really cool conversation between Mando and Michael Bean. Uh, g- uh What was the name we settled on? Lang, I think Lang. Lang, Lang. Um, Bean. Where he's like. Who's going to win? And they're kind of listening. And uh, and then you hear that the best car hit the ground. He's like, looks like you won. And then they have the duel and he kills them and, and all is well. Yeah. Um. But just the, the way they wrapped up this, and it was really intense.
0: And- he shouldn't have been smiling when he was pulling for that gun when he was going <laughs> to shoot, man. Because that totally gave everything away. Right, like, mm.
5: right. He really showed his car. <laughs> it's cards been way
0: cooler than that. Um,
5: <laughs> so. I am sad that he's a one and done, though. For yeah. For the most part. Yeah. For what we think. For yeah. so what we it think. It is again. sad. In Star Wars, does anyone stay dead? Right, right. I, mean, I was waiting for Boba's feet to walk up to him <laughs> at the end there. And-
1: so how about that? Uh, now, obviously, coming off of episode one of this year, uh uh I I, I want to say the right thing. Coming off of chapter nine. Chapter one. Chapter, oh,
4: chapter nine. Yeah. chapter mm-hmm.
1: episode one, season two, chapter nine. Um, <laughs> I think we all kind of thought, like, oh, this they're gonna really explore this this Boba Fett story, and we're, you know the season's going to be done real quick and who knows if they even get back to it. That's why I Mm -hmm. think maybe some of those rumors about a Boba Fett solo show could be, could be true. And I think let's talk about Ahsoka again. You know, she reveals what she's been looking for, right? She's been looking for their master. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier and uh, she's straight up. Now, did you guys have an idea who she might've been talking about?
3: Not until that last moment.
1: No, no, no. For some reason I thought, in my first thought was Darth Maul, but then I was like, okay, let me start doing math again. When when did Rogue One happen? And then it's just it gets confusing. But it ended up being uh Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now um let's let's have our experts fill us in. When's the last time we saw Thrawn and what was he doing? <laughs>
2: Yeah, we're, we're all pointing up. Sorry. Jake, yeah. let us know.
3: He was on the Star right. Destroyer with uh, Ezra, right? Is That's that the last time you it? Was, yep. okay.
5: It was the final episode of Star Wars Rebels. Um, Ezra pulls uh, the hyperspace whales, the Pergils, in to attack the Star Destroyer that Thrawn is, because um, he's currently uh, just mass bombarding Lothal, you know, Ezra's hometown home planet and so to get them out of there, Ezra and Thrawn and the Pergil Space Force whales shoot into unknown, right? So that is the last time we see uh Grand Admiral Thrawn. So um that dovetails into the epilogue, which Troy you had already mentioned, I think, um, where Ahsoka and Sabine are on a mission to find Ezra because he was part of their you know their squad and I think uh, Sabine and Ezra could have future together so so I feel like this could be a lead up to that because if she can figure out where Thrawn is then she can go have that scene in Rebels and then launch off to find Ezra so I think in the in the scheme of things this show happens prior to the epilogue and okay. we know that the yeah. epilogue takes place years later because uh Kanan and Kanan and Hera's kid, Jason, is like a six, seven, eight year old. Okay. Cool. Uh
1: now do we think Raul Coley is gonna actually be playing Ezra after denying
2: it for the oh, last <laughs> for the last years? She has been punishing me. <laughs>
5: With all those different,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, I mean, I think he'd be, he's he's incredible. He was incredible in Bly Manor. I think yeah. I think that would be great. And he's he's clearly a, a giant Star Wars fan. And I I don't think being a huge fan is a prerequisite for for being on these shows, but I do think, but it there's, helps. There's something about <laughs> it that right. helps.
0: Like I I, I think um, you fit in with the rest of with everyone else on set. Yeah, you're
1: everyone. invested in because obviously you know like who's a bigger Star Wars fan than Dave Filoni, (laughs) right? Like George Lucas. Well, uh, no, I think, I think Dave Filoni might be a bigger star Wars fan than George Lucas. (laughs) That's a good question. Um, (laughs) So, so I think this spins off. I don't think that the, the next part of that story is going to happen within the Mandalorian. I think that is going to be its own, uh, its own either mini series or, or full series, because clearly the the world loves us. So I think she could definitely carry her own uh, her own show, and I don't think um, clearly w- where we're going with this is this this uh, continuation, right? This is what she tells him: is that um, I'm not going to. Tra- I'm still not going to train him, right? They they made the deal, but Abby, you referenced the scene earlier where you thought there was going to be a separation. Why don't you talk about yeah, that?
0: Yeah. Well, Mando walks into Razorcrest, and he's like, uh, he opens up the door and. Um, yeah, baby Yoda's, well Grogu at this point Is asleep and it's like he has to wake him up And he's going to say goodbye and that's such a tough Thing to think about if you're a pet owner or A parent I imagine it's like A, a difficult <laughs> moment and I completely Lost it I was like I don't know if I can Watch the show going forward if they're separated What when saying? They're inside. holding him Like he's
2: sitting there holding them before they leave, and it's just like, oh my God. Right. Oh my God. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And
3: and there was that really ominous wide shot of the Razor Crest kind of looking in from a point of view, and you're like, oh shit, who's watching them at this point, too? Like you're expecting. Right. Yeah. somebody right. to come out of because we know the that tracker forest. is
2: still in the razor crest
3: right we yeah. haven't talked about oh, that yet yeah. No, yeah, that's um, huge
0: damn. Right. so
3: i i'm i'm with you ryan i thought that was <laughs> going to come into play like this is where moff gideon shows up and bombards the razor crest and ahsoka sees like she thinks they die or something like i was right, waiting for right. that like car explodes credits and you're like what the right. hell just happened oh um,
1: yeah we haven't talked yeah. about that tracker yet like we we know that uh, they're, they're being followed by the, the, you know, uh, uh, Grand Moff, uh, not Tarkin. I want to say, I'm so tired. I want to say Tarkin's Gideon. so bad. Grand Moff Gideon, Gideon. Gideon and, uh, the remnants of the Imperials and their jars of something. Their jars of clay
5: CDs, their jars of <laughs> Snokes
1: and, uh, and, uh. Yeah, I mean it, I mean so me
5: a dark place from college. To
4: to
1: so wow. she Ahsoka Ooh. tells um the instructions the here comes some more exposition, but I love it. The instructions that she gives uh Mando are to take uh Grogu to the planet uh Tython.
5: Uh we will talk Tython Tython. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had to do my research. There you I go. Went out to yeah. the store. Yeah. Oh. And after this episode, I went out and made sure I had this issue. This is the first canon appearance of Typhon. Oh. Now,
1: Tython is an ancient, uh, uh, it's a planet with the ancient ruins of a Jedi temple. Uh, some people say the first Jedi temple. Uh, at a maximum, the first Jedi temple. At a minimum, a sister planet. Uh, to uh to uh, something very important to the Jedi. Let's just say that. Um, and then we are going to, uh, she says, you need to place Grogu on the seeing stone and see if he connects with the Force. And if at that point he does, maybe uh, the Jedi or a Jedi might sense his presence and come searching. There are not many Jedi left. Is, is this, mm-hmm. is, whew, what do you do with that information other than like punch the wall and-
5: I pray for this. I pray for more of this. Yes. Yes. More of this. This is all I want right here. I think
1: as separate as Mandalorian has felt from the Skywalker saga, you can't help but think like there might be a reason they they hammered it home that at this time uh, Luke was training uh, Leia right around this this time period. Uh, That was my first
3: thought. Like they're, they're deliberately trying not to say Luke Skywalker. There were f- three or four moments in the episode where it was like, she's going to say Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and she very purposely does not say Luke Skywalker. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's possible that this might be a misdirect too. We're all thinking, Oh, uh, awesome. Uh, Mark gonna show up, uh, right, right. That's going to be yeah. the, the end of the series or something. But I, th- it might be Ezra. It might be someone else that we're not expecting. might be Mace
2: Windu. He survived his fall too.
3: Is that yeah, canon? That... No. <laughs> oh. No, it's <laughs> not. Ask Samuel L. Jackson, and yes. I thought it was canon. 100%. I thought I was learning <laughs> something.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. Ryan's been telling me there's another season of Rebels coming, and he, I was like, I finally found out there was wrong about that.
2: I am s- <laughs> swear they announced they were doing another one of Rebels. I swear, it. I haven't double checked that though in like forever. Yeah. But I swear. Watch it. If I mean, it comes on Disney s- Plus, it's
5: alive. I'm sorry? Calcastus from Cal the Kestis. Uh, video
0: game, yeah. I've got people talking about that in the chat.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. different. You know, the one thing this show has not done is let they've either met expectations or exceeded them time and time okay. again.
5: So, but it, we, we we all know without going into without going into it, we all know that the uh, Luke's project, projector trajectory wasn't uh, well met with the sequel trilogy, right? And everyone's like. Why the hell did we not get the badass Luke Skywalker? Right. Well, I think if you take if you take the idea that we have a tracker on the Razor Crest and the Razor Crest is going to a Jedi Temple and then the Imperial Remnant is coming to the Jedi Temple and then that the Temple is going to trigger the Jedi, which is Luke Skywalker at this point. You have this magnificent end episode in the building, right?
1: Yes. No, yeah, I mean, wow. I, 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 and I, now I took it even further that this will all, maybe not this season, but Luke and Leia will find Grogu and they will train him and he will become part of the new Jedi order that is eventually torn down by Kylo Ren. And the last episode of this uh, season or the the show will be Kylo Ren killing Grogu.
2: No, (laughs) come on. No, no. you go, you can go to another room.
1: (laughs) No, that's not going to happen. That's not going (laughs) to happen.
2: I mean, I I mean, sad.
1: Here's the thing. I'm I'm joking. Obviously. Um, I, I don't, I don't need Adam driver. Like, Look how young you are. Um, So, uh, but God forbid anything happens to Groger. We don't think, I don't want it to. He would still be alive and well. Into the sequel trilogy and hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, past. We that. didn't
5: hear his voice in Rise of Skywalker, so mm. there you have it. There it is. Yes, okay.
1: <laughs> that would have been funny. You hear all these noises and then just like some goo goo gaga. Yeah.
4: Um, <laughs>
1: um. But seriously, it literally it opens up. It, they
0: everybody's upset at you by the way, Craig, in the group chat right now. <laughs> because you ruined Hat-tick, everything cancel Craig yeah <laughs> you're about to be canceled uh, <laughs> they're gonna get
1: they're to gonna the Jedi, Jedi temple Grogu's gonna be like looking and it's gonna cut to Luke he's gonna go I don't even know who you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, hey I like by the way we joke for the most part I like the sequel trilogy I, but what what what's happening is Mandalorian is just so it's much gi- better I don't want to say it's, it's just giving me Star Wars that I'm, I'm 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 thinking about I'm going to sleep thinking about it I'm waking up thinking about mm-hmm. it I'm calling off mm-hmm. work thinking about it <laughs> I've quit my job
0: Yeah is that me, cool
1: Me too uh, <laughs>
5: well, I think I, I mean, stopped think the, showering I think, <laughs> think about it I've just given up <laughs> <laughs> I think the important thing about the Mandalorian is um I was just talking about this the other day um it it it, it keeps us uh it keeps us at a height level because we know that. More answers and more reveals and more stuff is coming. The problem with the movie is you have the build up to the movie, the movie drops, and then it's like, well, we didn't answer that. Here, we don't have that discomfort with you didn't answer that because we know we have season three coming. And there's no reason this show wouldn't go on season four and season five, right? With just eight episodes and so many different directors. I mean, this could be a very fluid thing for a long time. We could always be getting, we're always got that anticipation for the next thing, for the next answer, for the next reveal. Like Rise of Skywalker drops and you're like, well, you, well there's so many questions. Like, right. you know, I, I I enjoy Rise of Skywalker just fine. But I do know that it's incomplete when talking about, you know, Return of the Jedi ends and you're like, Hey, that was a great story. It answers all my questions, right? Mm-hmm. Right. of Skywalker is like, well,
1: no, what was that? You know, so there is. But ins- I think part of the problem is, though, that these days, the, you know, the audience is different these days, right? The audience that consumes media, that consumes movies, that that treats these properties uh, uh, very meticulously. Like you could walk out of Return of the Jedi and say, that was a great story. My questions are answered. We live in a world now where you walk out of Rise of Skywalker and you go, well, did she build that yellow lightsaber? How'd she get it? Why'd she bear the other one? Like it, it's just – and you don't want to fault people for that. It's just such a different thing. I did want to mention this real quick. I don't want to forget it. I thought and I could be wrong that when the uh, they saved the town and they were having the celebration and everybody was getting everything was good again in that town, did they use parts of the oh. return of the Jedi yeah. special edition music?
3: We don't know. I didn't hear that. It didn't. Um,
1: it didn't
0: ba-dum. feel like. Yeah,
1: it, it. didn't feel like the the Yubnub version. It felt like they were used. They. They almost little hints. I could have been wrong.
0: Woodwinds. Yeah, more so, the
5: clarinet. Were there clarinets? <laughs> is what I'm asking. Oh, <laughs> um, did they have a kid with a Roman candle in the back with little? <laughs> yeah.
2: Just. just, just <laughs> Krek,
5: that's not a clarinet. That's actually a saxophone.
1: Oh, okay. By the way, I do love the idea. And every time the Mandalorians uh, saves a small town during the celebration, they just cut to Cloud City. Cut to you know. <laughs> (laughs) boo like just the same shot (laughs) which is so so funny funny. like just that same shot of of wicket and his kid like uh three days on set for uh um so okay so much happened in this episode we've covered a lot of ground but i want to make sure we hit everything before we get into our other little categories here so any other thoughts before we move on any other things that we need to, to point out for the people because there's literally so much to unpack that it's almost unfair.
2: I'm just trying to go through... Do, 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 do. I think I'm okay. I, I do have a one prediction, though. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that spear is going to end up going through Moff Gideon at some point, either by Din mm. or getting force-thrown by the child. Oh. That's, oh. Please that give is, me that.
1: Please give that me is, that. I yeah. know
2: that's super dark, but they're also been hinting at a lot of darkness with the child as well, with you know, him choking out Cardoon in the first season and then... <laughs>
1: he's dark. He's been through a lot. Yeah, he's got a lot of fear. He right? has
2: been through a lot. And that's yeah. what I'm saying, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just Think like... So I could see a little darkness happening and them having to be like... Having parent panic.
1: Um, Daddy panic. In the panic, chat, they want us cat cat to talk about, about the the, the Loth lo- lof- Cat. Is, the is that cat? the Cat, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah,
2: Loth Cat. Love Cat, Cute. baby love Cat.
1: Where does the Loth Cat originate? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. that's and from rebel Clone wars or just Rebels? yeah Rebels.
5: yeah cool very
2: cool it was love rebel. cats yeah love star wars yeah
5: it it kind of uh it, it's kind of another symbol for ahsoka as well
1: okay gotcha i have to go back i've not seen the owl i heard a couple of people talking about it earlier i have to go back and, and try to find it
5: upper um, left hand corner of the forest the tracking shot track yeah. comes cool. in Oh. And the low cat you see in an
3: alleyway it like hisses into the camera. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, I mean
3: Craig, you you Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. No, no, no.
5: No, no, no. I my, I'm oh. going speculation.
3: I just, I just want to piggyback off of Craig saying, like, you wanting to dive into Rebels and Clone Wars, I think is indicative of what Dave Filoni has been doing since day one. Like, Clone Wars, you watch that and it makes you see the prequels in a different light and it makes you love and respect different things about the, the prequels. And, and, and it kind of helps fill in some of those gaps where, you know, like you guys were talking about that the movies just don't have that luxury of time to use. Um, so I feel like they're taking advantage in, Mandalorian to fill in some of the gaps, maybe some of the things that people were complaining about in the sequel trilogy. And maybe we'll see Luke Skywalker in a different light after this. And we'll understand why he chucks that lightsaber over his shoulder uh, a little bit more because we're going to see something happen or you know that's that's what Dave really does and like it's a good thing that your first instinct after you watch this is like oh god I gotta go watch right. Clone Wars Season 7 because I need to know more right. about what happened to Ahsoka mm-hmm. at the yeah. end of that
1: and I really like Rebels I've, I think I've watched a season and a half of it which is I need to watch more but it's um, it's great and it's well done and I think if we were in a different time if we didn't have live action Star Wars and Disney Plus I think Dave Filoni might be working on another Star Wars animated series that would do for the sequel trilogies what what. Clone Wars and Rebels did for the prequel trilogies yeah. um,
5: uh, the, yeah. the Rebels definitely heats up when it becomes more of a Clone Wars part 2 right? and when right. they start to implement Rex and Ahsoka and Hondo and when when and they, they really are. start to yeah you got to get out of the yeah. first season and a half right. we like to refer to the first season as Kansas because it's just like tons <laughs> of tons of scenes and wheat fields you know <laughs> right, right, so right. once they get off Lothal it gets a little better Come um on. you when Troy was talking about it, um I, I was thinking I wonder what it would be like now for someone who's who's just learned about Zoka. I wonder what it's gonna be like to watch her now go back and watch the animated. And if that is going to be as congruent to someone who's new to Ahsoka as it is to us who grew up with her,
4: mm, you know, right. that'll be
5: interesting because yeah. yeah. she's pretty darn dark and you're going to then have to skip back to Sky Guy and and watch that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it could be jarring.
1: I wonder it, it, what I love about it. And we touched on a little bit earlier is that I believe that a Star Wars fan of any uh, level and of any entry point will get enjoyment out of an episode like this, or even the episode where we saw Bo-Katan and her crew, where um, I, I'm envious of the people who have been uh, on the Clone Wars train for so long and and for the people who Ahsoka Tana has been such a beloved character for them today must have felt I'm trying to feel it'll probably it, today must have felt like uh, I'm going to feel in June of 2021 when I'm watching you know Peter Vankman and and uh uh, those other people, race yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the other ones, right.
2: <laughs> race um, Dancy and <laughs> race. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's exciting, but also to somebody who's, uh, moderately familiar, like, like me, uh, or more than moderately, but, but enjoys it on that level, or to somebody who who had no idea it was a great introduction to that character. And I, I think, uh, I do agree that Dave Filoni, uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of streaming, a lot more streaming of of Clone Wars and Rebels than there even was. Mm-hmm. Um, You're
0: pulling more people into the fold that way, right? Really
1: uh, Jake, you said you had some projections or predictions.
5: Oh, geez. Um, the <laughs> w- when they go to the temple, yes. what what has happened with Dave Filoni in cartoons when they go to temples? What happens? You see Yoda or Qui-Gon. So you were talking about your meme, Qui-Gon. There is a good reality that when he goes and has his force vision on the seeing stone that, I mean, I, I think Frank Oz is a very, very likely candidate to come back and do Yoda.
1: That would be cool. I, I, would, is, also be awesome. I would love to see Qui-Gon too. I'd love Qui-Gon to be like, if I was there, I would train the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. uh, then he's uh, so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hate You weren't to quote taken, this, were you? hate me, guys. Were you let, taken?
0: Let, let Troy do I thing. just want to
3: make my taken jokes. Okay.
1: All right, you Troy, go for it. it.
3: Is there a chance that Hayden Christian, Christian, Christensen, I can't even say it, I can't speak tonight. Does Anakin Skywalker show up in that temple?
5: Wow. Oh.
2: I mean, when Padme oh does Padme show up in this temple too oh yes <laughs> why would Padme be there stop it why not I love
1: Padme there's like it's like uh it's you know it's like in a back to the future 2 where any old citizen could get a hover conversion on their car we now have uh uh you know civilian force ghosts anybody
2: <laughs> can do it she's not a civilian she's an angel <laughs>
5: Oh, right. Um,
2: you know what? What a great
5: tie-in to the Kenobi series would be having Ewan McGregor do it. I, I
1: think he, he's okay. going to show up eventually. And I think I do think Hayden Christensen will show up at some point. I think we've all kind of um, suspected, especially now in this world that we live in, where, uh, yes, my Qui-Gon and my old Luke are the exact same voice. I get it. I didn't even <laughs> give him an accent. I didn't give him an accent. <laughs> Uh Grogu will become a Jedi. I guarantee it. I'm a little um,
5: worried about Hayden though. Okay. Hay- Hayden's going to feel like uh, uh looks wise he's going to feel like when uh Orlando came back and played Legolas and you're like
4: <laughs> it looks like, <it's> a little <laughs> different. Oh, <laughs> Something's wrong here.
5: Yeah. 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 Some uncanny valley. I can't quite Yeah. You know, I
1: I think I think because Anakin is because the prequels are so loved and because Anakin uh, is such a beloved character in the the Clone Wars, um, I I think, you know, do we think that there's something to explore there with Ahsoka with with obviously the betrayal and everything she went through fighting Darth Vader and then the, the things that she alluded to in this episode, it would be interesting to see some interaction between them uh, more oh, so than absolutely. even the, 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 the Grogu, Grogu I keep wanting to say Goku uh, Go- or Grogu. Roku uh, uh, or Goku <laughs> uh, Charles Grodin <laughs> I hope it's Charles Grodin the dad from Beethoven <laughs> <laughs> uh, an Ivan Reitman produced film a lot of people don't realize that love
0: Beethoven. Um,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, again Ghostbusters be
2: fans uh, talking about Star Wars I everything. know, I know. The show. we
1: brought Jake in to legitimize us <laughs> um <laughs> Uh okay, so I don't I don't have any further predictions other than I don't think they're gonna make it to that Jedi Temple until uh the the finale of this year, possibly not even this season. Um, I, I think the well, Razor
5: Crest has to break down at least two more times before the end of the season. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, more side missions to fix it.
1: Now do we think that when we get our razor crests and our new uh, uh, figures at what point will we see the child officially become grogu do is there enough time
0: branding wise yeah branding right. wise
2: I think so I think for the new packaging for the yeah. razor crest at least
5: twelve to eighteen months yeah. is the turnaround that Hasbro states that they have right now on figures and reveals so unless they were told this beforehand. Uh, we already we've already seen the Razor Crest uh, Yo, uh, Baby Yoda package, and it says uh, the Child Navarro.
1: Yes, it so does. that one,
5: so and that's that one fine. Is, that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense though. Yeah. That's cool. um,
1: last thing before we go to these categories, Mando Monday. We got to talk toys a little bit. What reveals? What Black Series or Vintage Collection reveals will we get this week? I've got some mm-hmm. predictions.
2: Oh, go for it then.
1: Well, I think a Vintage Collection. Uh, mandalorian ahsoka tana will be revealed on monday that's my prediction um yeah. that's that i don't have any inside knowledge just based on we got uh, grief and we got the new child uh i think that would make a lot of sense um they just did a black series ahsoka so it might be a while and it's pretty the the garb is pretty similar um but they might want to get one out with with rosario dawson's uh you know face um so we'll see but I, I think we will see uh, a vintage collection reveal on Monday.
5: I think that is a very good uh, potential. Uh, I had an interview with Hasbro a few weeks ago, and uh, they mentioned that there was more retro collection to come. And uh, and uh, the rumors have also said a second wave of Mando retro is very possible. So, So I think I that's that a there. good, good call a Bo-Katan
2: retro would be pretty cool yes Ahsoka and uh, even if they did a heavy gunner you know did some more uh, season one as well I'll tell you what I don't want Mayfield vintage
1: any more vintage collection carbonite figures because they are peg warming so hard. It's like cool, a stormtrooper uh, with yellow stains. Uh I'm gonna still buy it for him.
5: seventeen dollars is why they're paying.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, cool. So we covered a lot of ground, but now we have to go into our categories and then we're gonna wrap it up because uh yeah, it's late and people gotta sleep and people gotta watch Mandalorian again. So let's go ahead and do our Grogu moment of the episode. Hey. I changed the graphic. There it is. Baby Yoda and the child are no longer. Wow. Abby's back from getting a snack.
0: Big time stuff.
1: Let's start with Troy. <laughs> professional podcaster <laughs> here.
0: Oh, we're professional. This is like a two-hour show. Continue. I'm a human being.
1: No,
3: we should be a lot. Big time stuff. Uh, <laughs> Troy, uh, moment of the episode. For Every Grover. time he responded to his name. Uh, Every time Grogu was said, and he did that little (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. that got me every damn time. Yeah, Yeah. that was cute. Uh, Abigail,
0: Uh, mine. I actually don't even have to look at my favorite moment was when Grogu gives the stink eye to Kyle Reese. What's the uh, what's his name?
1: Uh, Lang. Lang.
0: I Lang. love that when it's like he's like, well, why do you bring that thing along with you? And like you see him look up and like squint his eyes at him, and it's, like, it's very cute. For he's luck. like
1: because I'm so. Why do dads bring their kids to the grocery store I'm to get attention cute. from single women? <laughs>
0: Powerful.
5: <laughs> uh, Jake. Uh, I think when uh, the heartbreaking moment where he goes to, uh, you know, kind of prep him to give him away to Ahsoka and he's sleeping and he kind of opens his eyes a little bit, gets half awake and then kind of drifts off again. It's just, uh, you know, I've I've seen that with my own children multiple times. So that was a. Mm -hmm. That was a real heartfelt one, and I think I think that's an important scene in this series because Dave Filoni does not have children, but I honestly do think that he views Ahsoka as a fictional daughter, and those like those feelings I think were really well projected in this film toward Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan,
2: uh, mine is when he when Din pulls out the the gear knob. And then he floats it back, and then Din gets all like, "Hey, buddy! Oh, kid, you did it!" And he has that very like proud dad moment. He's just chilling, holding his ball. I just, again, I I want to write that book, man. Mandalorian dad culture. and I think it's just <laughs> it's it's amazing stuff. Jango's a good dad. this guys, a good dad. These guys are good dads, man. Like, I love it. And why I, that's do you my have to, to, to uh, every
1: episode say Jango's a good dad? Like, we know, we, you know, you we know you like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he had. Uh, just, uh, leave me alone, man. <laughs> I <can> like it. <laughs> Craig, can I, just, can I mean to talk up? about the. T- yeah, Sorry, runner
3: up. Ahead. What's up? What's up? Uh, runner up. After that really long sequence where Grogu is talking to Ahsoka v- v- using just telepathy, mm-hmm. and they're in each other's thoughts. When the conversation is finished, uh he does this like. Okay, pick me up thing. And it
1: <laughs> right. like, the right. Hi, I'm one of the most powerful beings that have ever existed. Uh, also, the cuddliest. Yeah, pick so me up. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys, I I couldn't pick one. You you guys, you guys did it all. Um, he he was kind of separated from the action uh, tonight, but all of it. I, I'm gonna go with him recognizing his name. Was uh, I get I my cats kind of react to their names sometimes and when they do I get really excited. I'm like, they know. After 10 years, they know. Um but uh yeah, really good stuff. Let's talk about our MVP of the episode. Who's it going to be? Troy Benjamin.
3: I I think it has to be ahsoka mm-hmm. I think it, I would Do we
0: even need to myself. do this, yeah, this segment? Is a dumb segment. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll submit it.
1: Well, the last couple episodes there's been some, you know, some competition. Yeah.
3: Um, uh, although I would say runner up for that would be the magistrate because that was mm-hmm. such a cool sequence and, and seeing somebody that was f- formidable enough in a, of an opponent that gave Ahsoka a challenge because I saw a lot of criticism that like, well, she beat Darth Maul. What, what is this magistrate? Who cares about her? And it was like, well, she was in her own right, very powerful and, and very cunning and was able to at least strip one of the lightsabers out of her hands. So. Right. And
2: Ahsoka still beat her
5: in the end.
3: In the end, yeah. Wow.
2: She
5: also wanted information from her, so she didn't want to, like, gut her instantly because she needs stuff from her, right? Exactly Whereas that. I think she would have been happy to gut Maul at some point. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's Multiple true. times, yeah.
1: Um, yep. Uh, Jessica Parker left a funny comment. I'm going to read it. I hope she has a mind. She says, "Ryan wants me to have a baby even after telling him a million times I medically can't anymore. <laughs> Ryan, why are you po- you just want you want fatherhood to spread across the galaxy?
2: I um, think Brock would make a very good Mando dad." Right?
1: I think I yeah. think he would. He's I already he a got, good well, regular yeah, dad. He is a good Mando dad. <laughs> there you go. He's
2: already yeah, you know. He's he's doing really well. I think he should have more of those because Um, he's already done so good with the first two
1: we've covered so much I don't think there's really anything else that we can go to in depth on but Troy brought something up earlier that I think would be fun to to pontificate for one moment Thrawn casting who's gonna play Grand Admiral Thrawn is it gonna be you I don't think so.
2: <laughs> How about you? <laughs> it
1: could be you. Um, now, there was something that leaked years ago that I never there was like a, a an actor uh, doing like a Thrawn audition in makeup. And uh, this was probably 10 years ago or five years ago. So I don't think it'll be him. No name actor on the <laughs> Internet. Um, but uh, Troy, did you have any thoughts on this? It was yeah, your I mean, question
3: because uh, I, I I sent it your way because I did not expect to see Grand Admiral Thrawn in live action iteration in this show. Like that was the kind of curveball that I was like, whoa, dude, I hope that we actually get to see this come to light. And if not, it will happen in, in the Ahsoka spinoff that we've all talked about. But um I Benedict Cumberbatch was the one that came up that I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, he's handsome and um, weird looking. It would work uh, with the, the
3: the blue face paint and the glowing red eyes. Like yeah. it would it would be pretty great. Yeah, um, but he's great. Cur- do you guys have? I'm curious to hear what other people think.
5: Hundred uh, percent, Pierce Brosnan.
4: Oh, 100%. that's a good call.
1: Oh, good. You know, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. He was Brosnan. in that. Um, he was in the Will Ferrell movie this year, and he was yes, great. he was. Hey, it's dad. What was that movie called?
0: Oh, my God. Eurovision. Eurovision. Yeah, Eurovision. Eurovision. Ding-dong.
1: Ding-dong. That movie saved the first part of Quarantine for me. Yeah, I wouldn't have made it. It was incredible.
5: That Um, and Tiger King, right? Tiger
1: King, that... and then i thought happiest season would be the next part but the movie wasn't that great but it, i love it's Chris. so fun. i like kristen stewart so it's fine um but yeah tiger king and yaya dig dog and then mandalorian this year has been <laughs> yes. easy and then ghostbusters got yeah. delayed like 20 times it's fine
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, oh john so, that's good jason isaacs yeah jason isaacs would be a good throne party.
2: okay um, i was thinking john ham That was my first thought. So so the
3: going
1: thought is somebody who's uh, got some rigid good looks in the 50 to 70 – Mm. age range. Is, yeah. that, is that about right? That's I,
0: not Ben Mendelsohn, because that's who I was going Yeah, Abby say. said
1: Ben Mendelsohn. I was like, no, that's, that's already not going to work. That's not
0: gonna work. There, he's he's got to have a Bruce Wayne appeal to him. Christian Bale
4: can probably play. Because he's Christian got, Bale?
1: Uh, you cut that. out. Did you say Christian Bale? Christian Bale? Bale.
3: I said no. Christian
4: Scott Bale, yeah. actually. actually. Scott
3: Scott Bale. Bale. Oh my <laughs> god. You? I,
4: I'll okay. contact well, him before before on parlor and see what he says.
2: Stop it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> him and dude yeah. uh, okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my right. god but right. no because he's got to kind of have that tall dark handsome mysteriousness to him right right cold like, just
3: everything is just cold and yes and yeah
2: like ben stein He's, ben Stein could play. Ben Stein. <laughs> <laughs> could play
1: ad Walker yeah. Yeah. There's a whole season of Ahsoka trying to win his money. It will be yeah. so good. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, what, do we think that Lars could pull it off? You know, he's played by Lars Mickelson in the uh, Rebels. Okay. So, uh, I mean, man. could be another one to, you know, a little makeup, a little darker hair, yeah. maybe. Hey, so... Man.
1: I mean, I think that would be, I mean, listen, the, I used to kind of laugh at the thought of like an animated, uh, character actor being brought in Like, is it just, it, it, uh, voice acting is so different than, you know, it's just a different thing, but, um, obviously the, the, the Bogotan, uh, uh, Katie Sackoff thing, it just worked. Like it just, it just worked. So like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that could work. I, I'm not coming up. Pierce Brosnan sounds great to me. Like that yeah. make that Pier- does sound good. That's
0: a wise choice.
1: Like clearly, I mean James Bond, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, Remington
2: Steel, What I grew up with. Steel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll just have we'll we'll have GoldenEye jump from one in 64 game to Shadows of the Empire it'll be great it'll be great oh
2: maybe we could get uh, Bruce Willis to come in as old Dash Rengar
1: Ooh. oh no oh. <laughs> somebody tweeted um, uh, uh, Carl Weathers today asking when we were going to see him and Sylvester Stallone on screen in Star Wars and I was like
0: oh. It could oh. happen. <laughs> well, I mean, give he's showing so up in Guardians of the Galaxy. Why not cross over? Yeah. Uh I Fanboy Cantina just...
1: says Christian Slater. Christian Slater? <laughs> hey, it's me, Grand Admiral <laughs> <for her>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: My kid brother's the wizard.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's
0: the only one that you can say. He about. just
1: says that for some reason. My dad's Bo Bridges. Um. Okay, that's fun. I mean, yeah. And then obviously we think we're going to see Ezra. We think we might see Sabine. So lots of uh, interesting casting. Uh, we're going to end up seeing like, you know, a lot of people that we we never thought we were going to get. So it's, it's pretty damn cool. It's pretty damn
5: well, cool. Well, that's the insane thing about it. We're 13. Just think of it this way. You're 13 episodes into a series. And think of how many marquee names have been in this series already. I mean, there's just – So many actors that have just like just are okay with a one and done episode in The Mandalorian. I mean, everything from John Leguizamo. I'll do a voice for three minutes in a show. What? You bet. It's just it's that that's the power of this show is the stars that wanna absolutely are in line to like, Hey, I'll cameo. I'll be, I'll be eight D eight mumbling down the street.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's the new Batman 66 window gag, right? Like That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants way. to
1: be a part of it. Yeah. We're going to get a, um, I can't think of one actor from that. That was a, but I know oh. that all of their, their, the Batman 66 villains were like, uh, you know sammy davis will come out
2: of the window (laughs) hey
1: guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a great
0: place because if there it seems like most of the people that come on are either fans of star wars or like know about the buzz around the show and having like jason sudeikis amy sedaris like funny people on the show has been really great
2: yeah so do you think this will be our introduction to brie larson joining (laughs) the star wars
0: i don't know if we can handle that I can't.
2: I I couldn't. Ryan, a hundred calm downs.
1: Ryan Ryan talks about the Brie Larson Star Wars trilogy all the time, I as it's.
2: It must
4: yeah. be every
2: other week for sure. Once every other week, I bring. Like, how do you think they're gonna do it? They're gonna do it, right? Like, they'll give her like a lightsaber because she has to have one, right? And it'll Let's be see. like Old Republic, and she'll have a Padawan, and it'll yeah. be her Padawan will be Brie like. Alison Breeze. Alison Breeze, what uh. I was going to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah.
5: Dude, Old Republic tie in. I mean, High Republic tie in. So, you know, the big publishing push starts yep. in what? A month practically now. Ooh, yeah. In January, and they pushed it back, High Republic. Um, typhoon, Typhoon, Typho, Typhus, whatever the planet is we're going to. Oh, I haven't hold yeah, on. Yeah, I
0: wrote Typhon Typhoid, Typhoid fever. Yeah. Tython. Ty- Tython. Yeah. Typhoid
5: Mary. Typhoid Mary. Um, <laughs> that planet is apparently a reference or a pendant from that planet is referenced in High Republic issue number one that's coming out to Marvel Comics. So I wonder if this will be something like we'll get to Tython. And that storyline or that that temple or whatever will play a bigger part down the road yeah. in not only publishing, but my my I I have the theory that the that whatever Star Wars trilogy comes out, it's going to be High Republic based in the next. You know, I don't know what their timeframes are anymore, but that's my th- going theory.
1: Could somebody fill there me in go. on the the timeframe of High Republic?
2: Brie
4: Larson is uh, the timeline. <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm, I like uh, that. <laughs> in, uh,
5: what what was it? Yoda would be it's like four hundred years, right? Is it 200, 400 years in the past? So are we going to get Skywalker? Teenage Yoda and Teenage Yaddle like
2: smoking <laughs> yeah. by the bleachers? yes. It's like, it's like Grease, but Star Wars. Like <laughs> He was like a leather jacket. Grogu Origins. Like,
4: yes. <laughs> yeah,
3: right,
1: right, right. Yeah. Instead <laughs> of the T-Birds, they're the X-Wings. I guess there wouldn't yeah. be X-Wings then. <laughs> um, you know, oh, holy shit. We, 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 we didn't mention this one part about uh, the magistrate because I can't think of her real name or her fake name. Mm-hmm. Morgan Elsbeth. Morgan Elsbeth. They they kind of give a little of her backstory. They say that she is a destroyer of worlds. I guess she. Well, I
0: don't. Her, everything was taken from her, so she's just taking everything from everyone.
1: Else. Right, That's right. What? She was part of whoa, manufacturing some of the star destroyers. Star was, destroyers. Yeah. Something the, well, the they side.
0: said that
5: her planet or race or something, because I think she's supposed to be alien with the head. I think that? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they said that her planet or uh, people were wiped out, which would make perfect sense as to why she would align herself with Thrawn, because that's kind of his storyline. His people were wiped out. And so... That yeah, so she's a warlord. Which yeah, they didn't elaborate on, but that helped justify why she could hold her own against Ahsoka a little bit.
1: And I do wonder how long Ahsoka's been tormenting these people. Like it seems like maybe right. it's been going on for a while. No. And like every maybe week, maybe Ahsoka burned down all the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna root <ruin> them out. <laughs> um, so man, what an episode! What a time to be a Star Wars mm. fan. I I do, you know, I do. Um, I hope that they're able to, you know, it feels like they're getting right back into the Skywalker stuff, and I love it because I think Jedi mythology is my favorite part of Star Wars. Um, but I do hope that they can launch successful trilogies and series that take place, you know, way in the future or way in the past, and kind of exist exist on their own because I think that's really important for building out um, Star Wars uh, going forward. I think there's just. Tons of great stories to tell with tons of amazing writers and producers and directors out there, and we know Taika Waititi is going to be doing something. And God, no, is Ryan Johnson? Is that trilogy still happening? Is it?
5: They've never canceled it publicly, right? right. So Ryan Johnson has a trilogy. There's supposed to be the Game of Thrones guys, which took a different deal with Netflix. Right. We're right. supposed to have a series of a series of movies. Right. Uh, Kevin Feige was apparently going to produce or drop away from Marvel for a movie for Star Wars. Tyka has a movie. Um I mean I just it's, who knows, right? Who knows, right?
1: Well we don't know. I, I think uh twenty twenty two Star Wars celebration. We're gonna learn a lot that 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 weekend I think. I think we'll have a better <laughs> yeah. idea Oh, a little bit. I think we'll, we'll, we'll all be there
0: dude, together.
2: Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm not
0: ready. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, not ready. In, in the uh, meantime,
1: we, we guarantee you. know that Kenobi <laughs> yeah. will start filming soon, and Mandalorian Season 3 is already under production. So uh, no matter what, it's a heck of a time to be a fan of the old Star Wars. Listen, everybody, this was fun. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> really happy that we we're able to do this every week. we got a couple more weeks left. Getting sad already.
0: We've given you the image of Yaddle smoking a cigarette on the bleachers. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. And uh, <laughs> Hey,
5: listen. You know she's got that deep, scratchy voice. Oh, too. My God, yes. They're like, like Yoda. Oh, Yoda,
0: Yoda. get over here.
1: You would not believe what I just encountered <laughs> yeah. over there. And they was trying to steal my pants. My pants.
2: Gosh, Gattle, I'm trying to smoke back here. Leave me alone. Well, your doctor
1: said you needed to cut back to 42 packs a day. Hey, listen, Jake, uh, why don't you go ahead and plug plug all of your things and let the people know where they can find you outside of uh, the top corner of Midnight Mando.
5: North Tacoma, Washington, is if you want to come stop me. Okay. Um, uh, if you want to find me online, you can, of course, find from com. We're on the Instas. We're on the Facebooks. And we tweet from time to time. So you can always find us there.
1: Cool. Great content yeah. if you're a Star Wars fan. Oh,
5: you can also find me on Star, uh, Sandcrawler podcast a lot and also uh, Galaxy of Toys podcast. So wherever you uh, get your podcast feeds. so Cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I
1: love Sandcrawler. The discussions on there are like, <laughs> it's so, and I mean this. In the best way possible, but it's just down and deep nerdy. It's like we're going to talk about Power of the Force series one for three hours. And I'm just like, yeah,
0: like proportions. Sign
1: me up right now. And I love Dangar Dan. We're going to have to have him on the show at some point. Uh, yeah, do it. Troy Benjamin, Ryan Dole, Abigail Gardner.
0: What, what do you got? I'm feeding cookies. Those
1: are discount macrones yeah those are not the uh the 50 dollar uh, <laughs> ones. ones yeah these are kind of old <laughs> by the way everybody thank you for joining make sure you subscribe here on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts thanks for hanging out in the thanks chat
0: for commenting and being cool y'all
1: tons of fun as always we'll see you next time on midnight mando for we yes have you. some Podcast. my name is craig Goldberg, saying this is the way
2: bye if, bye. You're, li- if you're listening Bree larson good night <laughs> i hope you're okay Bree.